0: Clouds. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, we're gonna bring home the gold. Whoa! I am not gay. I have relationships with
1: women. Sex with men. And I got news for you. That means you're gay.
2: all about that i keep <laughs> it, thinking that's gonna get old but it's not gonna get old it's, it's not i laughed pretty hard you should have heard
3: it
1: <laughs> guys welcome to getting some color uh it, it's weird what happened because remember when we were ranting about how moxley was like kissing dudes and doing uh, Let, at, uh jerk off motions like the guy
2: jerk off and his
1: submission finisher yeah <laughs> And then, like, that's not the only gay thing that happened. (laughs) After that, we had uh, other things that happened. And by the way, I understand that All Out happened like a couple of weeks ago. And pretty much that All Out pay per view is null and void because of what CM Punk did. Um, And we'll get to that.
2: Everybody did.
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Look in my eyes. What do you see?
1: Mindy's Bakery. Oh, no, sorry. It, no it's, a re-
3: it's a wrestling podcast with white men in their mid thirties.
2: Double meat with extra cheese. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Domino's and Papa John's. You're talking
2: about pizza. I was talking about burgers.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry.
2: I find that both those things are great.
3: I'm just, I fucking Arby's. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome for the plug, assholes.
2: Uh, what's your old girlfriend look like when you throw a hand grenade in her Arby sandwich?
1: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> it's kind of true.
1: If you ever open up your Arby fucking sandwiches, shit, goddamn. Anyway, we we're gonna be talking a lot of wrestling. <laughs> a lot of wrestling, guys. Uh, so are, are, did you want to get the the raw or the WWE stuff out of the way, Zach?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna very quickly. Go over class casual, cl- yeah, Clash at the Castle and the NXT Worlds Collide, which I know neither of you guys watched.
3: Actually, not true.
2: Oh, you watched uh, it? I'm surprised. Uh,
3: yeah, I watched. Well, wait. Do you mean are you referring to the NXT one or, or Clash? I watched Clash.
2: The NXT one. I didn't think any of us. I didn't think either of you guys no, no, watched it. I watched about Lark.
3: No, no, I watched highlights of. of uh, of of that one, sorry. I I thought you meant that the other. I, I watched Clash, which uh I can jump in on. But yeah, go, go on. You R- well, run your shit. Do you think?
1: No, the only thing I seen from the NXT thing is the the picture of Mandy Rose. That's all I need. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's all, all anybody I, needs.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So at Clash at the Castle, they started off with the six woman tag. Yeah, Bianca Belair, Lex Bliss, Asuka against uh damage control. Uh Kai and Sky, as they're now known. Not Kai and Ty, Kai and Sky. And, and Bailey. <laughs> um, it was okay. Uh everyone did good except Bliss. I don't know. She's like she's just behind everybody in terms of in ring stuff.
1: She's being kind of bitchy. Well, not bitchy, but she's like she wants to be that Bray Wyatt. Sister Abigail thing, and people are like, no. And she's like, I, I want to be that. She's like, just
2: some kind of weird funk right now, and she's even pretty much openly admitted that, that, mm-hmm. like, her character hasn't had any direction since she got back. And maybe that'll change soon. Uh, yeah,
3: I, I don't think she even wants to do the other stuff now. I think, yeah, she's just in limbo. They'll figure wants, it
2: out. She wants to move on, but yeah. um, 6.6 6 out of 10 for me. Hmm. Did you guys? Really? Did you guys rate anything? <laughs> no.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't rate anything. Uh, I mean, I can do it on the fly. It it was solid, s- six and a half chassis. It, it wasn't my favorite match on the card, but it was it was good.
2: It was fine.
1: I'm kind of letting WWE brew a little bit. I'm letting that Triple H, uh, that Emerald Legacy, bam with Triple H, where he finally <laughs> bam and uh, he stirs up the fucking pot, and then it's finally Triple H stew, pretty much. And then, then I'll start consuming and to see – because all these I, – I, I like Bianca Belair. I like uh, Alexa Bliss. I don't like her where she's at now because of all the Bray Wyatt stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I like
2: everybody in this match, really. I mean yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Damage control, though, that stable needs to be booked better. They, they talk about being in control, but they never win, or at least – they did. They did uh, not prove. Yeah, they on just Monday.
3: won. Yeah, Kai and Sky is your new uh, women's tag team champions. Oh, yeah. really?
1: I didn't mm-hmm. even know that. See, I'm I'm behind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Bailey's behind her, going choppy, choppy. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, can we, let's talk about this next match. Yeah, come on. Let, let's let's go ahead and, and put it out there. It was the best match on the card. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. She, uh, Sheamus. Sheamus and, and Gunter. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll let you run the details.
2: Yeah, so uh, first off, Imperium is back together because they all came out together. Giovanni Vinci, as he's now known, uh, they're all dressed in black again. They got rid of that bizarre fucking bright red Vince put them in. I don't understand why he did that. <laughs> and so that's, I'm glad that Imperium's back together because I liked them a lot as, as yeah. you knew it. They, um, they were fearsome. And then Seamus and his brawling brutes, hooligans, whatever the fuck they are. Uh, Butch, Butch, Butch is like in this Pete. He's like he looks like Pete Dunne again, but he's still Butch. That's that's kind of strange to me. <laughs> I
0: love
3: it. It's it's Pete Dunne, but the spirit of Scrappy Doo.
2: Why don't you call him Butch Dunne? <laughs> All opinions barred. It's total con- conversation. By God, by God, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. This match was just like two guys clubber and beat the fuck out of each other as dusty Rhodes would say the clubber part he never said beat the fuck out of people on on TV <laughs> but, but uh stiff Gunther man I love that guy I, I love watching him work and they really needed a guy like that in WWE like really bad like I didn't realize it till like yeah. really see him
3: yeah oh my god he looks so good too uh, compared to uh his match um Back with uh what's his name um had, it, yeah dragon off think ilia dragon uh both matches for that matter that he had with him but that first one especially uh uh when he was known as walter and then he, he trimmed the fat i like to think that he he leaned up and when he trimmed off that and gained the muscle it just like morphed his name and he like evolved like a pokemon i'm, I'm involving pokemon in all of our, our talk now you're welcome <laughs> for that i have a problem no i'm just kidding uh Talk but uh, on here too. yeah. Anyway, uh, so so Machamp beat the hell out of uh, no, just, uh, mm-hmm. Guter, <laughs> Guter, uh, uh and uh, Seamus beat the absolute piss out of each other, and yeah. and it was just brutal. And there weren't even that many moves that were done, and that is the best thing ever. Like, how many times can you say you watched a match where you probably couldn't count the actual number of technical moves on both of your hands? Like, you you could count them on both, maybe one, and it still was, like, the best thing you saw all night.
2: It kind of reminded me of um, that match Regal and Jericho had at WrestleMania 17. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds weird weird to throw that comparison out, but they had a similar kind of match. Mm Mm-hmm
3: that's, that's like the one was, they had like the weird like it was it the, that, that wasn't the two title one was it no. I don't think so I think they were just the having, IC IC
1: title yeah, it was title. IC it,
3: it was just, I see. okay
2: and they they were just hitting each other they were working stiff and occasionally they would throw out like a suplex or something they would do some holds but it was it was kind of like this
3: yeah as a uh, as the the, uh, the the boys would put it uh they were throwing live rounds like those hits were real no one could watch this and try to argue that, that wrestling is completely fake. It might be scripted. There there yeah. might be plans predetermined. There's nothing fake about that. Pictures of Sheamus afterwards. My goodness, he looks like he's beaten like a fucking slave. Like he's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he he does. He 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 is battered and but he's smiling about it because he knows the performance he put on. It it was great.
2: Yeah, Sheamus got an ovation, too, once it was over, which was cool. You know, that, was. That, that helped even more. God, like, that, that finish was so fucking cool, too. Oh, I that, love that. He fucking... He, Guter, like, powerbombs Sheamus. Like, Sheamus oh. is trying to come back, and he gets stopped, and power powerbombs him. And Guter just gets mad, and he goes... Ugh! Like, he powers up, and he fucking clotheslines
3: the piss out of him and pins him. So, something I love about those spots, so he has those two different powerbombs before he leads to that, that massive lariat. The... Yeah. The power bombs look rough and some people were like on the line were like oh that looks weird let's say like they botched it I was like no they're not botched those these are two men that have beaten the hell out of each other and they're literally selling how exhausted they are like that that's intentional it, they're supposed to look that bad like that that's great like you die, that's their level uh I, I'm curious what you rated this
2: I gave it a, a seven point seven out of ten
3: Okay. So this one I did have a rating on. I, I I've been holding it. Uh I gave this eight and a half chances. Wow. I this is one of my fa- like at least in the discussion of one of my matches of the year. I don't think it quite holds up with uh what my current contender is for that, which is the uh second um FTR Briscoe's match, but mm. this was a this was a fucking brawl. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back. I'm not fully watching yet, but uh, yeah, I'm. I've already taken a sip of the the Papa H gumbo.
2: I'm excited, mm-hmm. and it's still the 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 flavor is still settling too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Dubs, mm-hmm. what do you think?
1: I just caught the highlights. I I appreciate. <sighs> I, I mean, appreciate. Go back and watch it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> absolutely.
3: Like, I do app- yourself a favor. Seriously.
1: I agree. Uh, I I appreciate i think that wwe needs to do more european raw shows in my opinion because
2: at least yeah
1: yeah those crowds dude are very hype and yeah we do have some in the united states but when you go down in texas and all those like rural areas and stuff uh it starts to get a little quiet and, and boring but by god fucking UK when fucking Sheamus, I almost said Ramus for some strange reason. Like maybe That's, a, that's his that's, brother. Yeah. <laughs>
2: He's clean shaven. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't
3: realize this, but a ton of the ref, big names in wrestling right now, both in WWE and AEW, uh, in uh, New Japan, all, all, all pretty, yeah, they, they actually either rotated or started, uh or did significant work in the UK under W uh uh with, with WCPW and then there was also um oh, they changed their name i think it was defiant and then there was also um i don't, honestly Dragon there's Gate the, had something going on there too and there's some a Scottish Japanese promotion. promotion
2: too that a lot of people went through yeah cuz
3: uh Drew uh went through that before he came back through his NXT run um before he came back to impact and everything so like they're they're like A lot of people that are very devout, like, huge wrestling fans, that crowd was fire.
2: Yeah, I Mm -hmm. mean, like, the the UK wrestling scene kind of blew up, like, in the last 15 years again over there. They had, like, a resurgence. And that's why I was was telling somebody this the other day. I was like, a lot of the bigger-name wrestlers in, you know, in WWE and other places now, a lot of them are actually from the UK, I mean, if you really think Mm -hmm. about it
3: oh yeah there are a ton that are either are from there or again they spent a heavy amount of time rotating in those areas they lived there they that's where they got their start and those crowds love them like that's and that's great that's a that's a good thing make you know take advantage of that so um i'm hopeful they'll do more shows that'll be awesome
1: yeah maybe uh, they'll do a world war three uh special event right on the border of ukraine and russia <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Whoa!
2: Ilya Dragunov is fighting against some Ukrainian guy. I don't know.
3: <laughs> well, I could, you might as well just call up North Korea and see if you want to do the sequel.
2: The North yeah. Korea holding cell match. Oh, jeez. The,
3: the <laughs> fucking yeah, it's two like a hundred thousand people just held hostage, forced to watch it, and they just sit silently and clap because they don't know what to do. They're like, we'll get shot if we don't clap, so here you go.
2: The Food Stipend Battle Royal.
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, I, I, no, no context at all, because this is how this shit would happen. They just call it The Hunger Games.
2: The Hunger Games! <laughs> 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 oh my god. Okay. So, yeah, Shayna, Shayna Baszler against Liv Morgan for the Smackdown Women's title. Uh, I wrote Liv is good at selling. Uh, she, I don't feel like she gets enough credit for that. Actually, uh, cool twist with Liv trying to do submissions at the end. Uh, she did a couple things that were actually like somewhat impressive to me, given like where she used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was okay. Six point five out of ten.
1: You think you think they should have held off on giving her the title? Maybe she should have like. Trained a little bit more because I know she's training with a bro uh, with all the submissions. I don't
2: know. I, I feel like that was kayfabe. but uh, like, uh, uh, yeah. no, like no. I don't know because that whole that title was in like a really weird position because it, it was like at that time when Ronda had it and everybody was like, "Dude, she acts like she doesn't want to be there anymore. Her promos are abysmal. All this <laughs> other shit." So they're like, "We got to give it to somebody." And Liv was kind of cooking, you know, she had the crowd support they thought yeah. maybe we give it to her at least she's got crowd support behind her
1: yeah
3: i think what really hurt her is the the match the SummerSlam match was not handled very well and the crowd on her. but it, i feel like it's turned back around the uk crowd was even like it was definitely better than what the crowds previously had been on the build-up and yeah. uh which is great plus now ronda uh has made that return and now, like, that looks like some serious stuff. Like, that's going to be really cool how it plays out. So, um, I, I thought this match was fine. I gave it a six, just flat six. I've just it serviceable. Was,
2: it ended up being better than what I thought it was going to be. But, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see. Then we got, uh, uh Edge and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Against Judgment Day. <laughs> Edge got a massive fucking pop. Um, Damian Priest selling that nut shot was amazing. <laughs> like yeah, I don't, I don't remember what they were doing, but he was like standing on the barricade or some shit. Like he was gonna do like I don't know some Undertaker old school something or whatever. And I think Ray like knocked him off balance and he crotched mm-hmm. the security wall and he's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you know a really tall man suddenly got dropped dropped on his nards and he just. Yeah, he was done. That was that was realistic selling.
3: Yeah, and no, he had yeah, he he sold it very well and <laughs> it, it was quite funny. That match itself was was good. It was a little messy, but also it, it was fun plus the the aftermath was well worth it. We finally got that that turn.
1: This is all leading to Rey Mysterio versus Dominic at WrestleMania for the mask, right? Because that's when he's probably going to mask his son.
2: I don't know. I don't know if that's where it's actually leading, but uh, Hmm. I figure they will have a match eventually. Um, The finish sequence was great. Also, like the old rock and roll, not rock, yeah, rock and roll express spot where they did the thing where they whipped the guy into the corner and then like Ray blocked the move because he put himself in the corner and then the heels Mm -hmm. tried to do the same thing and they got fucked up trying to do it. Yeah,
3: because they don't, like, yeah, the instinct didn't work out. Um, One thing I was a little miffed about this uh, was uh, both pre-match and in commentary, it was very – one person outright said it, but also it was heavily suggested that this is like the first time that uh, Edge and Ray have ever worked together. Uh, What? People, go back and watch your shit. They were fucking tag team champions together. Back during SmackDown happened. Six, well, they they were, but there was um I can't remember what the pre-show they brought it up, and then someone briefly said something, but it was quickly uh, covered up. Uh, uh, whoever, who was it that said it on commentary and fixed it?
1: Graves uh, was it Graves? Mean, Cole I think it was probably.
3: yeah. I, oh, Cole, sorry, Cole's the one to fixed it. Graves said something about them not working. You know that whole. Oh, how will they work together or something like that? Or, Oh, they will be f- people are going to be excited to finally see edge and Ray work together. And then Cole quickly reference, Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll, they'll knock the rust off since they were tag champions together or whatever time. I'd say he better remember he was fucking there. <laughs> yeah. Cole's got it. Yeah. Cole saved it. But, uh,
2: anyway, uh,
1: uh, this is uh, th- this new. Or this, this is, is all
2: new. recent wrestling talk, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk about the nineties, and you need to go watch one of our other episodes, you'd come here next, maybe next week or something. Go back know.
3: where you came <laughs> from. Or, yeah. I can start opening Pokemon card packs again. Woo! Uh, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the turn after, uh, so of course, uh, there's this this whole thing, and it's actually funny too because it's it's not like a straightforward like. Dom's just a bad guy for it. Like, Ray's kind of like being a little bit of a dick because he's making it seem like he cares more about how like his relationship with Edge and protecting that versus his son's feelings. And then Dom's kind of tired of being treated that way, so he's like, "No, fuck this. Eddie is my real dad." So, you know, like, you know, he, he turns on Edge, and then after he does that, then he pushes his dad, like he kicks he, him in the nards. Yeah, he and kicks he him in the and, then, off. Off. and, and then, then he uh <laughs> call. <cool. laughs> And then he uh, clotheslines him, and the fucking face that uh, uh, Finn Balor makes uh, afterwards. Did you guys see them laughing? Like the shot yeah, it of was, like, it
0: was like
3: he's like in the corner. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they like they're watching it happen. but like they just get Ugh. their ass beat, and Finn's just like sitting in the corner, like laughing, <laughs> pointing mm-hmm. at it. Also, so, like Ed,
2: also like Edge's reaction to the nut shot. He was just looking at. It. It's like he got shot. It's like he was shot with a gun. <laughs> he's like true nutshot, looking oh. up at him. Like, I can't believe you. And he's flopped over. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I didn't catch all this. Cause at the time, my brother was watching it in another room and I was busy hanging out with family when this was going on, but I saw him like kicking with nuts And then, like, I looked away. Maybe I was looking at my phone or something. I looked back up, and then it was like he clotheslined Ray, and he took his shoe off. I was like, why the fuck did he take his shoe off? What is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) He got so mad. He's like, it, I'm so angry. He just starts taking his clothes off. Like, what? (laughs) No. Yeah, they said something about it,
3: right? Didn't something, like, tear?
2: No, he – when he kicked Edge, he kicked Edge so hard, his fucking shoe flew off his foot. So, I (laughs) think he just – was like, God damn it, and he took his other two off just really fast without thinking about it. <laughs> I, or it was something like, I hate you, Dad. I don't give a fuck about these shoes you bought for me, and he just like throws them on the ground. God uncoordinated fuck. <laughs> like, like,
3: I, he, he's getting better, but he still looks like he doesn't belong in his body. He looks like he's performing fucking mocap sometimes. <laughs> he's he got he's got to do something bad his physique bro you tighten that up a little bit or whatever. Well, a he needs to
1: mullet longer
3: he, he needs to do that but it's just his, his body he's he's a little bit taller and uh and it's not like perfectly defined yet it's like he's like a little bit of an amoeba so until he gets like a like an actual shape and fix it he he just looks like weird like silky liquid moving around sometimes and don't it worry looks a, a little awkward it'll get better though I, I love the greasy look now though that, that, that yeah. Eddie look from Monday's promo. Oh man, did you see that? <laughs> the, the, pop, the, the the poppy in the dark promo. Yeah, that was that
0: was, <laughs> that was
2: funny. That's what I said. I linked that, and I'm like, I think he's like Eric Watts territory. <laughs> yeah, Cause like it was the the delivery wasn't good, but his it's like I don't know his facial expression and his look was like kind of there. Just something about the delivery he's got to fix.
1: Don't worry. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. is gonna fix him. Yeah, seven
2: point five out of ten. Nice,
3: yeah. I I, I was happy with this. I I I've, I'll agree with you. So, seven. Well, I'll go a little lower. I I would if I'd say seven point five. It was really good, not great. So I'll say seven and a quarter. But I had course, a lot of fun. Aftermath was, was a fun. Lot, there was a lot of
2: entertainment. Yes. <laughs> it Was it was very entertaining. I agree. Uh, then there's Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle, and. You, it was a great match, I thought, mm-hmm. and it was, feel like the animosity between those guys, like, they really carried that from the angle into the match, like, the, they have been building when Seth's like, fuck you, your, your, your wife, your kids left you because they hate you, because you, you suck, and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: bro, you can't say that shit to me, bro, and he was mad, he, everybody was actually, like, mad at each other, like, you halfway believed it.
3: Yeah, well, I think it's it's. I think it's actually true though. There's like there's real heat between them because of all the shit way back with him, uh, um, uh, well, Riddle's uh, wife saying the shit about Becky and stuff.
2: Well, there was. I mean, they could have squashed it. We don't really know where they're at. Right. I
3: mean, well, yeah, but there was a uh, there was a recent interview. The problem is, is, it's because they're feuding. I don't know if how much of this was in kayfabe or real, but he was he the kind of stuff he said was kind of shot from the hip. Uh, Rollins kind of talked about how, um, Riddle is his own worst enemy. Like he's great. Like he could easily be the next big star in the, uh, um, in the company and could hold the title and do all these great things, but he, he just, he won't put his head down and keep his mouth shut. And he, he's referencing more of the stuff with like Goldberg and Brock and other stuff. Um, so it almost sounds like he's also, also giving like just a heads up, like, you know, sometimes it's like even if you know, like you can challenge that, like just get there through the hard work. You're gonna get there if you try to push it by getting there through the talking and stuff. You might, you might get there in the eyes of the fans, but you're you're rubbing the boys the wrong way. And I think that's where that and that, that's that's not like to me, that's not kayfabe stuff. Like that's actual advice he's giving him. Um, and I don't know how much of that ties into their their real controversy, but it made me feel like how Jericho and Triple H interacted with each other. Like, it's very clear those two men hated each other, but that actually brought the best out of them in a lot of their matches back in, the, like, the early 2000s. Like, their feuds were great because they were competing with each other. Like, when you're truly competing and you're trying to one-up the other person, it brings out the best in you. And I felt like this match was awesome. The counter-wrestling was great.
2: Yeah, I don't have much more notes other than, like... like I know Riddle's style is kind of strange, and mm-hmm. some people don't like it as much, but it's different. And uh, I don't know, I always liked, I always kind of liked his in-ring work anyway.
3: Hot um, take. People can say whatever they want right now. If if you actually took a tournament of all the people that were big in wrestling right now, uh, as they currently stand right now and put them in a shoot fight, a la like Brawl for, for All or whatever, Matt Riddle would win, hands down. He'd beat everybody's ass. He's the real rock Brock in it. Brock's in it. He would, he would be Brock's ass. I know that I know. sounds ridiculous. I he, I don't he would know be about Brock. That. I, you're you're going to have to tell me
2: on that outside of this.
1: You know?
3: Brock's a bit older. Not Brock in his prime. Don't get me wrong. Brock's still the. Like, take Brock any other time, like maybe three years prior or whatever. But I think he'd take Brock. It, it wouldn't be a sprint, though. It'd be a marathon. This is but accounting he, for the
2: fact that he's a legitimate genetic freak, too, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's fat. Yeah. He's not fat. <laughs> <laughs> nobody uh, in this match is fat
1: uh, Matt Riddle can beat up CM Punk
3: oh we're gonna get there don't worry Matt Riddle's left nut could beat CM Punk in an MMA fight but that's, that's a whole different thing <laughs> Riddle <laughs> I, gave,
2: I gave this an 8.2 out of 10 oh yeah Rollins won by the way uh, curb stomping it's yeah, not I guess- over I guess
3: no, I don't think so. I I think they can they can use this as leverage so much later. This is one of those things that's like long term. I think there could be a feud here. They keep coming back to, the, um, and the, Rollins needed the win. Honestly, he's he's actually been on quite a losing streak, so it's it's good he gets a win. Yeah,
1: this or is ma- this is mania material, and this needs to be long booking. Like when they get to the Royal Rumble, you have Seth Rollins be like, "Gawdy Rhodes, I'm gonna beat you." <laughs> get the belt you never <laughs> and all that stuff and then all of a sudden matt riddle comes into royal rumble and eliminates C- uh, seth rollins then you got the booking to mania there you go uh
3: but if we're gonna do that I, my only thing is i i actually don't want rollins in the, the rumble at all i want i want rollins beating roman for the title at rumble because of some shenanigans and that's what leads to roman and rock having their match without a title and Rollins and Cody are what you get at mania. I think Cody beating Rollins at mania is the best possible main event you could get for one night. And then the other night, rock rock Roman. Cause that doesn't need a title, but that's my opinion. We'll, we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. We'll see. I, so is anyway, uh, multiple nights. Ugh.
3: Yeah, that's okay. I actually like it that way. But uh, anyway, uh, I gave this an eight.
2: Yeah. Cool. This and- is solid. We got the main event, and by the way, this was a, a concise show. It wasn't five fucking hours. It was th- just about a little bit over three. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns for the, the world titles. Uh, the crowd was insane for this match. Um, uh, they did good work together. It was It was like a long WWE main event style match. Ups and downs. Roman tried to get on the mic and talk shit, which I usually like it, but he got fucking flattened before he could really say much. He was just like, Acknowledge me! Because he's just trying to get the fans more pissed at him, and it kind of worked until he ate a fucking boot. <laughs> 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 uh, the big thing here was uh, Solos Coas appeared and saved Roman from getting pinned. And then, Wait,
1: is his sword still there, by the way?
2: Uh, no. I didn't know I don't out. remember if he had a sword. I think no,
1: he
2: did. I don't
3: think he did. In fact, he did not come out to his old music. He came, or his his interest He came out to his old music. I can't remember the name of the song with well, the one everybody was over with.
2: He came out to his old music, but it transitioned into his new music. That's what happened. Oh yeah, it
3: did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it did it did change back over, but uh That was cool. I liked that. That that was really cool. Um My only gripe with this was why put why put all the extra things into that with Drew if you weren't going to give him the win? Yeah. that's or, The finish I, was
2: flat and I feel look, like they, they made the wrong decision. Yep.
3: Exactly. Uh, and again, it's, it's great because they're, they're tying solo into uh, the bloodline now and they've got all this extra stuff. But now like the other problem too, is like, well, Roman did this and now Romans just not on TV. So you, you don't have your, you have instead of having two champions, you have one, and he's not anywhere to be seen on either show. Um, and I, there there's actually a lot of problems. Like, they're having a lot of difficulty figuring out how to book Roman because it's like they want this to go the distance to get to Mania because he's held it so long. But also, they don't have anyone ready yet to actually take the title off of him. And they're ha- still having to use these weird shenanigans to win. And it just takes the wind out of the matches because that match was great until that happened. Um, uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I... I ended up giving it a seven because it was still really good, but that the finish took so much out of it. Uh, this,
2: yeah, I gave it a 7.6 and the, the finish took some wind out of it for me too. Yeah. Um, I, I would
3: have had it at an eight until the, the, the finish, especially because of how awesome right up until the solo, like pulling the ref out. Like that was awesome. That, I, that actually being the finish would have been great.
2: The only like, Oost that could travel internationally.
3: <laughs> yeah. not, that's why. not even not even sammy uh, <laughs> Sam. uh quick quick shout to this though i really hope that they go back to an old school survivor series 5v5 like none of that bullshit where it's Robbie smackdown but they some five people decide to challenge the bloodline and like they, and and they right make now. and they make sammy the fifth bloodline member oh, just for <laughs> it to fuck with kevin owens i really yeah.
2: hope they do that I think that's I think that's kinda where they're going because now Triple H is is in charge and mm-hmm. he recognizes like, people like some of the old shit. Like, oh you know, people actually like tournaments, Vince, or people used to get hyped about Survivor series Vince.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at the, the last good like the last really good Survivor series in terms of like the actual match was the NXT one.
2: Yeah. The yeah, one people, where they tied in NXT. That was really cool. People were hyped for that shit. Um Overall, it was a good show. There was not a bad match on the card at all. No. Uh, and uh I gave it a seven point four out of ten because it was just I was I enjoyed it, it wasn't long. And there were good matches. I mean <laughs> there was a great one, even.
3: Yeah, I actually I enjoyed it more than WrestleMania. Even <laughs> even though the highs of WrestleMania were so awesome with Stone Cold and, and Cody. I actually enjoyed this like start to finish more than either WrestleMania night. It's been my favorite WWE pay-per-view I've watched in a long time. Um, I gave it uh, seven and a half jazzes overall. It it was pretty good. Um, the uh, the stuff that happened after was kind of weird, but really funny. I think it's worth noting. Uh, we, and we didn't bring this up too much, uh, at least during the match. Austin Theory did try to come out and attempt to cash in. Uh, money in the bank but when he came out he went to go turn it in and as he did tyson fury stood up because he was next to the time table and he just punched him and knocked him out <laughs> and he sold him for like 10 minutes it was fucking great oh, but then-
1: <laughs> I, I i before you continue i like what the wrestlers are doing now when they actually get knocked out they do the little dead arm kind of thing where it looks like they're doing thriller and shit Mm-hmm. You, sell it that way when you're getting knocked out just don't fall asleep just do the arm thing look like you're fucking knocked out
2: yeah do the Dolph Ziggler sell yeah yeah exactly that's, or have a seizure that's what Dolph Ziggler said though is that uh how, how the way he came up with his style of selling was he watched like video of, of boxers getting knocked out and he tried to implement that into his selling and it totally comes off that way like when you learn that shit. <laughs> mm. yeah
0: shit.
3: That's, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so then Tyson, at the end of the match, of course, you know, Drew loses, everyone's really upset. It sucks because that crowd was hot, and it was awesome. That crowd clearly was not happy about the finish. And it was not because, all the heel won. It was because, wait, really? That's how you ended the show? That was a shit finish for everything else that was so great. But uh, Fury comes into the ring, and they don't realize, and they've actually come out and said the reason this was actually aired on uh the pay-per-view or the PLE uh was because someone forgot to turn off the feed. This was supposed to be live only. They weren't supposed to show this or broadcast it. But uh Fury gets in the ring, basically pats uh, actually shakes uh Roman's hand first. He comes in and shakes Roman's hand. There's like this awkward like silence. Because he Roman respects the travel Chief. He acknowledges he does but it's super weird it, it's a super weird thing in front of everybody where drew's like really you're gonna shake his fucking hand after he won because of bullshit and then and then he walks off and then he pats drew in the back he's like oh boy you get him next time or some bullshit and then they try to sing sweet caroline but realize they don't know the words and then they go sing other songs and the crowd joins in with them American and, pie, which was bizarre. Yeah. apparently that's something he
2: yeah. really does uh-huh. Uh yeah. Drew tried to sing some Oasis and I was like, Well, okay, that's actually a British group. I thought I just thought it was strangers singing American Pride fucking whales. <laughs> like, it it was weird, uh, and uh
3: he it did not help that he he has he definitely has a voice for karaoke. So <laughs> I don't know, now that I see it, I think I'd I'd like to do karaoke with Tyson Fury. I could see that being a lot of fun.
0: I
2: thought you were talking about Drew.
3: Oh no, Drew! I thought was fine. He's he's got like that clearly like very thick like deep
2: Scottish voice. Like, I'd love to get drunk with so Drew true. to do karaoke. That sounds like a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> I'm sure that was too. But no, Dyson Fury really got into it. Uh, he he's passionate. But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun show though. You should definitely go back if there's anything at all that you go watch. You should definitely go back and watch, uh, Seamus and Gunter. And honestly, I think you should go back to the and- Rollins and Riddle match.
2: Yeah. It was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice.
2: Now, Worlds Will Collide. Uh, I watched the NXT Worlds Collide. That aired Sunday, but I, I watched AEW instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I-, I had to because, I mean, on the Peacock, it's it's always going to be there. Mm. But BR- AEW is BR Live and it's bullshit and I hate it, but yeah. <laughs> Um, it, is, it is the worst. There was Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American title. Carmelo Hayes is champion. Uh, they did a bunch of video game spots in the beginning. And what I mean by that is they like to do that shit where they do handsprings and cartwheels and go past each other. They do Ray Phoenix shit. Both of them do. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. That's that's the old Ricochet thing. They like do like all like the stuff, and then they stop and look at each other, and everyone's like, Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that was right. awesome.
2: I'm like, I, 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 you guys aren't fighting?
3: God damn it. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: there's a really cool clip of him doing that with Will Ospreay where the ring ropes break, and they still figure out a way to keep doing it, even though the top rope breaks and they can't use the rope anymore. And it's pretty fucking cool. That's that's like an old thing, but anyway. There was,
2: there was a spot where uh, they were fighting outside. They did a bunch of dives and shit uh, where somebody in the crowd like Carmelo was like leaning up against the barricade and some, some people in the crowd grabbed him to hold him in place. So Ricochet could chop him. (laughs) Like, I'd never seen that before the crowd helped the baby face. And then like, when he like got off and was selling, he like looked back at the crowd and gave them the death stare. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like They they must've like agreed to do that spot or something before, but like, it it was really cool. And I'd never really seen that before. (laughs) Um, there was, a, it was like a high level spot show. There was dumb spots too. It was entertaining. I think the coolest thing they did was probably um, they both, instead of doing like, you know, we're going to run past each other and cross body each other and flop to the ground or whatever, they took it a step further and instead springboarded off on opposite sides of the ring and cross bodied each other in midair at the same time, which I, I can say I've never seen that before.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, seven out of ten. The Carmelo Hayes guy, he he, he maybe has something. <laughs> That's the first time I've actually seen him work.
3: Oh yeah, he's he's got the total package. He he is gonna be five five years from now, uh unless like something happens and like diverts his path at all, um, like in his real life, uh he he could be okay. contending he could be contending for the the main uh like the universal championship. Calling it now. Good guys are awesome.
2: Okay. Uh, we got pretty. Uh, this I hated this match. Kind of. I'm not going to pre- preface it with that. There was a uh, multi-team tag match. Four teams to unify the NXT titles, tag titles.
3: Oh, with the UK ones. Yeah, it was the whole Worlds collide thing. They're pretty deadly.
2: Again, which if you don't know what Pretty Deadly is, they're like, <laughs> I, uh, imagine making like a team that's like Zoolander. Like Tyler Breeze was like Zoolander, but it's like even more questionable. <laughs> like, the way these guys look and like their sexuality might be in question a little bit. <laughs> oh, so dollar they dollar general Brizongo. Yes. Gayer Brizongo. That's, that's that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> With just So with a little bit of disco inferno in there, yeah. They, they, they wear mesh shirts and they're cut off at the at the underneath their titties. Their midriff is showing, and they they have this long flowing hair that you can tell they take really good care of. And I think they wear a little bit of makeup. So like I was like these guys, they're going all in and they're being these these prissy heels. I fucking like it actually. <laughs> I like th- these guys' act. Uh gallus, which is I don't know some British guys uh Brooks and Jensen, I call them Briggs and Stratton because Corette started calling them Briggs and Stratton, and I never learned their fucking name <laughs> 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 it's, it's it's Brooks and Jensen Briggs and Stratton that's, that's one girls. guy one guy can't talk to girls, he gets scared of women and he clams up and he says something stupid. that's his gimmick. Like what the fuck? That's <laughs> great. It's such a it's such a
3: weird specific thing to do, but so great.
2: It's the odd. other guy doesn't have a gimmick. They even have a girl with them. They're friends with a girl. Her name is Fallon Henley, which is like the bullshit NXT name generator. I guess that was terrible, but he can talk to her just fine. He can't talk.
3: He can't talk to other. He can't talk to pretty girls that he he might have a chance with or something. I guess uh, 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 your hair
2: is lustrous. <laughs> Oh, no, he, he doesn't even get bad. He just has your hair and then walks away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creed Brothers uh, from Diamond Mind. By the way, they showed a, yeah. a thing where, like, Roderick Strong got attacked in the parking lot. It looked like he got hit by a fucking car. Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah, Bobby sorry. Fish was bad, at it, and he just, I don't know, he took it out on somebody. I, said, I did it for the punk.
1: I always like uh, the memes going around. It's like since Triple H has taken over, like there's been more parking lot fucking uh, uh, assaults and shit. <laughs> it's Triple like it's H not
0: say- his assaults.
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I saw I saw a meme online. You know those like news reports where they're like doing like the live feed, like when they get out somewhere, and it's like, yeah, we've recently seen a, an 800 percent
2: increase in parking lot related incidents since Triple H. <laughs> H <taken> <laughs> <over."> <laughs> <laughs> Um something's going on with the Diamond Mine where it's like there's they're having there's somebody there's a spy in the Diamond Mine they're fucking with them. They don't know mm-hmm. who it is. I don't know. There's a mole. Yeah. Um a bunch of dumb dives happen in the security railing in this new setup is way too fucking close to the ring. A couple guys almost fucking wiped it out. Mm. I mean like they need to f- change that setup cuz they there was really like some guys face almost hit the post a couple times. Uh there's a bit too much. It's it was just a big clusterfuck tag match. It was elimination too, and it didn't help that a lot of these guys are kind of green. You know, uh, I gave it a four point seven, pretty deadly one, by the way. So the the, the prissy heel team, who like they tried to avoid being in the match as long as they could, they won, <laughs> which is kind of great, but the match itself was not very watchable. Okay. Um, then we got Mako uh, Satomura versus Blair Davenport, who was B Priestley, uh, and Mandy Rose for the NXT unifying the women's titles.
1: We got uh, that? Inf- we got that infamous picture.
2: Do you have
0: it?
1: I don't have it with me. I I'll, I'll actually look for it. Just keep talking. Okay,
2: Doug is looking for the infamous picture. Uh, Mandy Rose won this match. Uh but anyway, Mako Satamura is just awesome. I don't I don't even like I don't know what else you can say about her. Um Mandy Rose has improved a lot. We kind of talked about this off off camera off in the chat before. Mm-hmm. Uh it really is kinda like she's like a whole new wrestler now, kind of. It's weird. <laughs> uh could be money, possibly. If they if they brought her up after this, you know, and she I mean, come on, come on. <laughs>
1: that's that's fucking money.
2: That's money. Think about all the horny dudes and the, the boys that will suddenly realize there's something there's something going on.
1: <laughs> but who do, you uh, think, who do you think came up with the idea like this? Do you think did. like, oh, she did? I mean, okay. I'm just
2: assuming she did. Maybe Sean told her to do it because he did it. He's like, "Hey, you know it'd be cool is if you uh did the thing I did, but you know you uh, you know't I mean, so like, you, <laughs> you know it's just yeah. better. Yeah, that, yeah. That,
3: that picture is is known as uh, what we call a puberty generator. That's a puberty gender. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Many, yeah, ma- many boys started started the road becoming a, a man when they saw that picture.
1: I thought the title was upside down. I had to look again.
3: <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that gonna be your bit now? Just like yeah, every yeah.
2: like few minutes, you're gonna just ramble throw that picture <laughs> up while we're talking. Yeah. He'll find he'll find pictures of, of classic women too. like remember the sunny beach pictures that everybody downloaded on AOL, and she broke the internet before anybody did. Yeah, or
3: just, like I, I, think I think my was like the the dial up trying to upload uh, things uh, of like Tori Wilson or something.
2: Mine was the Trish Stratus uh, muscle mag pictures. Mm. She was still doing modeling before she got into WWE. Okay. Uh, what a dark point, age! dial-up. Six point six out of ten. Uh, it was it was fine. It was fun. Mm. B Priestley, uh, Blair Davenport as she is now is good. Miko everybody was good. It was just, it was a triple threat. It, I think there's a little style clash in there between all three of them. Miko Sadamura is Japanese, just a bunch of technical bullshit. Davenport's a kind of British wrestler, and Mandy Rose is an American sports entertainment wrestler. So, but it was, it was good. Uh, then you had Nikki Ash and Dewdrop against Caden Carter and Katana Chance, who was, I forgot her name. She was, uh, the little tiny girl that Ricochet was dating, she used to be on American Ninja Warrior. The fuck was her name? She's a no hobbit. She, she is a hobbit. <laughs> she, she's small. She's very small, but uh, this is just for the NXT women's tag title. Uh, I don't have much to say about this. Dewdrop's actually pretty great. <laughs> just,
3: they, uh, they, need to, they need to really move on with her name. And, and They gotta change her, her
2: name. And Nikki Ashland. Yeah. Uh, needs to stop being Nikki Ash. That needs to, to, to end. Apparently that's uh,
3: going to happen. Like there's like the scene or, or whatever where she like, they think she's going to get rid of the mask. Like they're, they're hinting that she's going to become crazy again and become Nikki Cross.
2: I just, she doesn't have, well, whatever. I'll see how it plays out. I don't want her to go back to that. I'd prefer if she just did something else. Hmm. But okay. Uh, yeah. They lost 6.4 out of 10. Uh, Then main event was Braun Breaker against Tyler Bray to unify the NXT titles uh bait is a wizard <laughs> he's fucking excellent he's just got he's gotten better uh and yeah Broadbreaker breaker is just a freak that guy has so much natural talent and in physicality he he is going to be somebody
3: yeah you know uh, what you wouldn't say C- cue the cue the uncle he's, he's fat, fat! Yeah. <laughs> no, Bron no,
2: is not fat.
3: Do you do that's what. That's the opposite of what you'd say. But you nobody was fat in that asshole. match either.
2: That's going to yeah. be a thing now. Was anybody fat? No, nobody was fat. Now in the last match, somebody was fat, but that's oh. okay. Because that's part yeah. of Dewdrop's gimmick. He's fat. Uh, poor poor Dewdrop. <laughs> that's okay. She embraces it. It's fine. It is what it is. I guess that's true. Um, that
3: yeah. I'm
2: not. I'm not disparaging her because she makes it work. And she can outwork <laughs> almost. She can outwork most of the women in AEW's roster. Hot take.
3: Oh no, not a hot take. I to totally it's, agree. She's, not, she's an awesome worker. I'm not, and I'm, I wasn't like sad about that. Her her name is just like the worst. It's, I, yeah, I it's terrible. Oh, it is god awful. God, it makes my balls
2: itch. Like change <laughs> it back. <laughs> it's so bad. I wrote hell of the finish, but I didn't write what the finish was, so I'm sorry about that. But the apparently the finish was was impressive to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a great match. I gave it an eight point two out of ten. It was the best match. Oh, it was the second best match I saw of the entire weekend of wrestling. So at least go watch that.
3: I'll have to check that out because I I didn't, I didn't watch it. Who who won again? Braun won, right? Oh, Braun
2: did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah but yeah. Uh, I gave the whole show 6.5 out of 10. It, there was some stuff that was eh. And then there was some good things. And then there was, there was a great thing. That's WWE. All
1: right, we, we did ready, it. we ready to get uh, all out?
3: Yeah. We're, we're ready to actually start the show. Are we live now? Are we going to start the show?
1: Yeah, we are.
3: We were all in. Now we're all out. Uh, yeah.
1: I'm all out yeah. of ideas. Okay. So... so we're gonna be trying something new. Ow. I just hit my hand on the table. Ah. Okay, uh, that's what you
2: tried, right? So it didn't work. Wh- what what? <laughs> You're like, ow, oh, I hit my hand. It was like, oh so it didn't work. Okay. But try something work.
3: new. Self mutilation. <laughs>
1: oh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> <Damn it. Stop. laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whoa. So we're gonna be doing the good, bad, and the ugly. Um uh, we're gonna go doing like a round table. Um yes, Clint. East, if I had a cigar, a little tiny one. I got a cigar. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't have any lighter fluid right now though.
1: Yeah, but uh we're we're just gonna go through we're we're gonna because most of this pay per view has been pretty you know nullified and pointless now. And to be
2: talk. honest, it was very it was mixed bag, I think. Mm-hmm.
3: Nope, I agree. It was a very it was a very mixed. Mixed bag and AEW's
2: right. uh, mo though they're kind of mixed bag. <laughs> they are. That's I, and to be fair,
3: I don't think they've ever tried to pretend to be anything different than that. They've actually tried to always say that they're going to try to get, deliver a, a huge variety and that's the wrestling the buffet, the wrestling the buffet, like which means you're going to like some of the things, probably not going to like any of it. But uh, unfortunately, as some people know now, the uh, the the nuclear radiation of of Mindy's Bakery. <laughs> Uh, afterwards has kind of nullified a lot of the pay per view, and we're also now uh, almost two weeks out from it. So uh, I think, yeah, hitting the 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 brief brief highlights rather, and uh, just kind of talking about what we like, what we didn't like, and moving on because there's there's much more fun to have about the aftermath,
1: the afterbirth. Yeah, so yeah. I guess uh, should we start with the ugly first because <laughs> I feel like the good we should leave last because.
3: Yeah, well, and I, I, if you if you guys are cool with it, it I think I'd like to try to turn the ugly into something more more beautiful.
1: Uh, so hey, wait, wait, like her?
3: Yeah, let's let's let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's try to stay positive because the show's we're going to take the show to a dark place uh, a little bit later. So <laughs> you're welcome if you ever saw that. Uh, so uh, that being you, so, mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think that instead of going ugly we should try um what match exceeded expectations or surprised you much it's the most so if that's the case then we should we should probably do that with last well Uh, let's do bad let's just get our negative out of the way pick the pick your least favorite thing you saw um also just real quick because it's just the way it is uh nothing on the zero hour Although a uh, shout out to to my boy Eddie Kingston, uh, his match with Ishii, uh, solid, solid, strong style type of match. If that's your thing, if it's not, it's okay. Um, but uh, I'm glad Eddie got back on the card despite the, uh, the the bullshit stuff that happened with him and Sammy. Oh, um, wait,
1: hold on. Short conversation. Now we know all, we know Eddie's from New York, uh, just like me, and we do have big mounts and stuff. So if because Sammy, because he's a skinny little Spanish god uh, that is banging uh, that Brazilian bitch, um, what, what, what if our buddy Genetic Freak said this? He's fat! Do you think he would get into his face? Do you think Eddie Kingston would get into Scott Steiner's face? Yeah. yeah. Probably. It, it,
3: Eddie Kingston, I, I saw something earlier t- uh, today, actually. It was talking about it. Eddie Kingston is that guy that stepped outside on the street corner from, like, construction site. He's a worker there, and he just finished a Newport, and he is really checked out at the end of the week, and he, like, sees something at the, the street corner, like someone's fucking with his car, and he's like, I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. Like, that is Eddie. Eddie's as real as it gets in terms of his character. And I, st- I fucking love it.
1: So, yeah. I, still, I still remember that uh, NWA uh, promo that he did. He's like, I got a fucking screwdriver. <laughs> I'm going to go get it. I'm going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. I love it.
2: That was awesome. Something else on that zero-hour fucking shit I wanted to mention was I, I didn't watch it, but I had it on because I, I got everything ready and BR Live was working. I'm like, okay, it's working. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> if you if you breathe hard, it might not work. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I saw fucking Kip Sabian was fighting Pack. like he finally was having a match after doing that weird box-on-his-head shit for, like, what, almost Dumb a year? Dumb anime shit. A little, literally over a year. Over a year? And it's like, yeah. okay, so he's he's redebuting, His his look has changed. All this other shit. Mm-hmm. And he just gets his ass kicked and he loses.
3: Yep. it It really <laughs> sucks. Kip Sabian is one of the sad stories of AEW because he early on had a good chance to really shine and through injury and his partner when they were getting a push in the tag division, his partner getting removed because of the Me Too movement, um, that like just killed everything for him. To be fair, he's been out for so long because he's had an injury, but they, then they stuck to like, okay, he can come back and he can come back and it just sucks. Yeah, it's it, it was kind of a waste of all that extra time when he could have come back much sooner. But that's I'm, that's it. yeah.
2: I'm not even like a big proponent of his or anything. I don't really, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like, why would you do all that and work this weird quasi angle this whole time and then just for him to he, he got his ass kicked. There's no getting around it.
3: Yeah, he got his ass kicked and he just got <laughs> relegated right back to dark. Um, <laughs> it's we terrible. It it's really sucks for him. It's it bad. Uh, there also was a uh, hook. Hook squashed uh, one of the JAS guys, Angela Parker, and then they try to jump him after. And Action Bronson, the rapper who had the uh, who's like awesome and has the, uh, the had the cooking show. It was like fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> oh, I don't know who that guy was.
2: I assumed he was like some kind of like fucking fighter guy or something. I don't know. No, he, he's so the, he.
3: Uh, the reason he came out for Hook, he, so he's a rapper, and, okay. Um, but uh, he he's like in a bunch of other stuff, and he apparently now does like these like things where he's been like doing a lot of strongman stuff. Like he's been doing videos of like training and like doing these like big feats of strength. So he's a big guy. Um, but uh, he actually is the one that uh, does Hook's intro, or, or rather, Hook's intro is one of his licensed songs. That's, that's, that's cool. why. Everybody, so he now they've set it up. He and Hook are taking on uh,
2: 2.0 uh, Magic Mike, and fucking whatever. Cool, Daddy. yeah.
3: Cool Hand Ange and, and Daddy Magic, and Daddy Magic. Yeah, they're gonna take them on at uh, Grand Slam, which is. I super like that cool. guy.
2: Every time he does says something, it looks like he just got done snorting cocaine. It's amazing.
0: They want <laughs> you want a taste? You want a taste?
3: Yeah, I, I love how he says uh, the sports, intert- sports entertain sports entertainment. <laughs> it. It's a stupid fucking Canadian. Oh, uh, I love it. It's it's we it's Canadian. Um, oh, Christopher. It's it's Canadian. Christopher Walken. That's what it oh, is. Shit.
2: It's, wow. Yeah,
3: I need more cowbell. Hey, eh? <laughs>
2: I need more entertainment in the sports. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So
3: yeah, let's well, now that we hit zero hour. Uh. So uh yeah, let's uh let's let's start. Uh dubs, you, you jump in. We we've been railroading a lot of this because we hit the WWE stuff first. Give us let's do with bad. We'll just get all the negative out. Pick tell us what your your least favorite uh match on the on the card was.
1: The interim AEW women's championship match with Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Hakiro Shishida and Jamie Hayter. By God They were all over the place, man. It was they all were. fucking it was it was like Bad, like the my next. I mean, we'll talk about later, but there's another women's match that I was disappointed about. But I don't know, it seemed like they weren't all communicating really well, and Sheeta just looked like she was lost most of the match. Uh, Tony Storm, even when she was trying to connect her uh moves, it was just sloppy, and I just wasn't into it. And I knew like Tony Storm was gonna win. I hope Britt Baker wasn't going to (laughs) win.
2: I kind of wasn't sure. I thought it was going to be between those two.
1: Mm -hmm. But That's all I got to say about that match as far as being bad. What about you guys?
2: Uh, Zach, what you got? Okay, so my least favorite match was, uh, believe it or not, the – Okay, can I do a tie? Because there's different reasons for these. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that's it is the bad.
3: So you're covering you're covering the worst. If you have a tie, that's fair.
2: Okay, so the first thing was the first match, the casino ladder shit for the God chip. Damn it, you guys are
3: killing me. I'm trying to make content for people and you keep picking the shit I'm wanting to name. All okay, right, so go you, on. Right. No, go on, go on, you do no, no. the casino. Well,
2: it's yeah, fine. The, we can because we I'm gonna, I'll, well <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you start to talk about it and I'll jump in on that. So I'll tell you the other thing that tied it.
3: Uh, okay that that works so yeah my least favorite was the the casino uh ladder match even though the payoff at the end was fine it was pretty clear what was going on um my my problem was there were several spots that looked very wishy-washy uh it
2: was the the uh, shit they were trying to do with the ladders was like what the i was like what are you guys doing (laughs)
3: It also was not helpful. This is not their fault, but like one of those ladders just broke pretty much immediately and it kept falling. Like poor Dante Martin almost got murdered like twice by the ladder falling on him. Uh, So spots looked really weird. It looked kind of shindy, which really sucks because that's I feel like the problem with this type of match too is this is I know why he did it. He did it for the placement because of how it paralleled with the end of the show. Yeah. But the problem is is that this is not the type of match you want at the start of your card because it is not a safe match. You want a match that's going to excite people but also doesn't have the chance of just like being complete poop. And I, thankfully the crowd didn't die out from this. Like they they actually held up I think after uh with the second match, but the like it was very confusing. My biggest gripe with this match was you have this finish that ends up being very weird, convoluted, very, very, like, bad in, like, WWE, like, nearing, like, WCW-logic territory of, like, how they decided to book the finish. Yeah. In the meantime, you're you're baking on such a risky finish like that whenever the first ten minutes of the match, you have two big guys who are presumed to be, like, right at the cusp of being in the main event scene in Andrade and Roosh who are in a stable together – who have been beating it the hell out of people. Uh, so, the I think the problem with that is, at any point, they could have just decided, all right, well, let's go get the ladder and climb up. Like, they already had it locked. Like, that's fine. They could have yeah. just done that. Instead, like, they found very, very obvious things to, like, waste time, and it, it just takes, it sucks the air out of the room whenever there's zero logic to that, right? Like, that makes no fucking sense. And that's why ladder matches in general like this can end up being bad um, if uh, there there's not like a flow that actually works and makes sense. So for me, like I I almost like tuned out and then saw what happened and I was like, well that doesn't that's weird. Like you yeah. had a guy go and grab it that wasn't even in the match. He had someone come down and they ended it, like it was really it was really dumb. It's no DQ,
2: anybody um, can grab it. I mean, <laughs> uh,
3: I did think that the whole uh, playing sympathy for the devil was kind uh, of neat because of. Uh, some of the references tied to to using that song and how it like if you followed MJF through his career and anything anyway like there's actually that song being referenced a lot and then there's the stuff with him and Punk's old promos about being the devil and it ties in later so that that's kind of neat but it's like those details are great but what this really is is MJF is just making chicken salad out of chicken shit because well, this was this was garbage
2: spoiled well, that MJF was the Joker.
3: <laughs> I I feel like it's pretty clear that MJF was a joke. Yeah. Uh,
2: my thing was, is like, why did those guys do all those insane fucking spots if they knew some guy was just going to come in and grab the damn chip and hand it to a guy? Yeah. Like, what, y'all are like risking injury, potentially career ending injury over like what is essentially a bullshit match. Yep. I agree. There was oh, no I, reason for it. I didn't understand that at all. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of want to make it look like you're fighting, but like, you want to. God damn, you don't have to like nearly kill yourselves three or four times over.
0: Yeah,
3: nearly in your career, or blow out a year's worth, and you don't you don't get paid. Like, uh, and like you could, and you end up like like potentially like ruining what you end up doing the rest of your life, or derailing you know the run that you had in the company for what for a yeah. moment where people say, oh, but you didn't sell it and it was flat. Uh, so I, I thought this was overall as a match was some of the worst stuff I've seen in, in AEW in terms of like them putting a big pay-per-view finish together. It I say the worst thing I've seen out of any pay per view thing I've watched was the Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara match, which totally should have ended whenever he God. basically died. That was that was so hard to watch. Like my was chest was watch. hurting. Um that like at that point like it almost like I was like, I don't know if I want to watch wrestling anymore. Like that was rough to watch. <laughs> That that comes from me like uh maybe the medical part like I get I get nervous watching like acrobatic shit like in person like I went and watched like a circus LA once with with my wife and sitting there and thinking holy shit what happens if one of these people fall I know they have medical teams but I also have that whole like I have to get up I always like fear about shit <laughs> like that and I'm like ah oh, fuck if that happens I really don't want to be in this spot so I get you like did, more nervous about it
2: you just need to drop a perk and chill out let the bean I, kick in and watch them do flips. Well, that's why I got I got my bag of beans to keep with me now for just in
3: case. So uh, I almost had to pop a bean over this fucking a match, and this is the first match of the card. So uh.
2: yeah, we're starting off, and it's like I I know it sounds like oh I shit on AEW a lot. And I don't want to, but they they do things that make me mad or confuse me, and that this was what I was like. Okay, we're off to a great start. The first match was fucking odd feeling. Yeah, <laughs> they did a bunch of shit that I didn't get. Do you think it would have been more palatable if MJF, as the Joker, actually competed in the match a little bit instead of just having that weird setup? So
3: here's the thing. They can control when they do a ladder match versus when they do like a Royal Rumble type of thing. This would have made more sense as uh, the casino uh, battle royale and have him come out at the end. But when he comes out instead, like the music plays, and then he has all those other people run in and just beat the hell out of everybody because they're all wearing the masks – and start yeah. throwing people over. Cause in the logic in those matches, it doesn't matter how you get thrown over the top. Right. It's just, if you get thrown over the top, you get thrown over. And then have him just, yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then and literally like, could you imagine, like, think about this scene you have, you have more and all these other people come down in the ring just, like these are big guys, right? Like they come in, they just beat the hell out of everyone with like chairs and shit. They just throw everyone over, pisses the crowd the fuck off, and then yeah. everyone's like, "What?" And then the music plays, and he just walks into the ring, and the match ends because he walks in, and he's the only person that's left.
1: I just like I loved how the way better flow. I loved how they used Rolling Stone. Please beat you. Hope you guess my name. <laughs> and that yeah. was like. Because I was like, who is that? And, and how much did Tony pay the Rolling Stones to have that at All Out? Apparently yeah. it was
2: much cheaper than Van Halen or, or fucking uh, – what was the other band they tried to reach out? AC, well, ACDC wouldn't even call them back.
3: Yeah, I, I really want them to get ACDC at some point. I want Thunderstruck used for, for Thunder Rosa, but that's that's the certain thing. i anyway, uh, You
2: anyway, have lost your smile. I don't know, brother.
3: Oh yeah, lost <laughs> some fucking lost lost some fucking disc and fucking lumbar. Uh, Jesus, I That's I feel true. mad for her. That's it's rough. But anyway, uh, we uh, you'd missed it, but I was talking about the the song. The the song was actually a clever pick too, because it was a nod to references the MJF's made over the last couple of years through posts and and he tied it with the stuff with uh um uh, what was it
1: um CM Punk when he did CM it
3: Punk. That- was Motley Crue the other band they tried to reach out to? Was that because they wanted to get running with the devil? Was that it? Because everything they wanted was basically they wanted a song that was tied to the devil. Yeah. I, I think that may have been it. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. yeah. My, my thought is this this match could have – like you control the format, right? Like you control everything, Tony. And, and if anyone's wondering too, I have no problem shitting on these things. He suspended my pay. I'm no longer the shill, so I went to <laughs> Papa H to give me a call. Were
2: you involved in uh, that backstage altercation? Is that why you got suspended?
3: I may or may not have been eating a hot dog in the corner, uh, and it's Punk wouldn't share a muffin. I'm pissed about it.
2: I think shill. the funniest thing I've heard about that so far, not to fucking bury the lead or whatever, but, like, is – I think Cornette said, all oh, in thirty years, everybody will be fucking saying I was there and I saw this and that." <laughs> People mm-hmm. that weren't even fucking involved. Somebody's gonna works. be somebody's gonna be Virgil from AEW thirty years from now. Oh, gonna-
3: <laughs> Steven Seagal, right now. Yeah, guys, I was there. Another sitting in a corner. I thought about getting involved. Punk's my I board. thought he'd steal
2: everything he ever knew. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I thought he'd steal everything.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> A million Dollar Man yeah. gimmick, for my yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that's totally what's gonna happen, and people people are gonna look at it like that. And it's like, listen, if the the fucking Twin Towers didn't fall again, a guy that thinks his 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 brand and image is bigger than wrestling got pissed about something, aired out his grievances and shit all over the company he works for, and then the people that work that are his bosses effectively uh got involved and there's an altercation it it's not the end of the fucking world bigger things are there but we'll we'll get to that later
1: uh anyway uh oh uh yeah by the way the the, the reason why i had to leave one of the light pictures fell in the house and i was like what the fuck was that no i thought someone was breaking in so that's why i got off the camera
0: no, did you get no, your dad?
1: Oh yeah, that was out.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I was hoping that yeah, you know, we should have kept that on next time. Is your house next, haunted? Just play a Cult of Personality and just start shooting. So anyway, <laughs> I started blasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, uh, so of course the match we talked about that I that was my bad. Apparently uh, Zach had that was one of his of two. So we covered that. So he's going to cover his other one. Um, yeah, because I had a yeah. tie for different yeah. reasons.
2: So let's mm-hmm. hear your, your tie. I want to hear your other one. Okay, so the tie was the, the trio's title match. I'm sure you probably could have guessed. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, I can't
3: wait to hear about this. We're going to have deferring opinions.
2: All right, so, like, okay, so this is the thing. <sighs> it doesn't have as much to do with me hating the, their fucking style and shit as you would think. Like, I didn't like the match very much because of that. I'm never really going to like that kind of stuff. That's okay. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing I saw on the show. If you're just objectively talking about what happened in the ring, uh, it was it was okay. I just don't like that stuff. That's all. Um, that's fair. But it was chaos. But it was kind of fun at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but what I don't, I don't, I don't like the shit that they do with Adam Page and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I don't like that fucking weird. The grassy drama level story they keep trying to do with those guys, and it's fucking terrible. And they need to stop doing it. But but that's it's high. It's premium
3: sports entertainment. Oh, <laughs>
1: it's, it's, I,
3: are,
1: you, are you talking about like uh, when he's about to do the buckshot, buckshot lariat, and then buckshot like Matt Jack, yeah, the bat Jackson looks at him and be like,
0: "No, uh,
3: no,
1: uh, yeah,"
3: you're breaking my heart. You don't like the melodrama? That's like a favorite part. It's too but gauzy. It's Garbaggio. That's okay
1: though. Like if it's not your
3: thing, it's not your thing.
1: So that's well, that's okay. It, here's here, my thing, though. It's just that okay, what were you gonna say, Dubs? That mine's mine's simple. I thought it was an okay match. Uh I again if I kind of like how I watch Lord of the Rings, the, the, the rings of power. If I objectively look at it as, as itself, I'm like, it's fine because people love it. And I don't want to shit on people that you know like things. But I will say some things that have endings ruin it. So when Kenny Omega said, come here, fucking camera guy, come here, fucking camera guy, and then both like, to the back, I said, fuck this match. So
2: <laughs> He's gonna follow that. It's like, well, it, it got followed. Yeah. In my opinion, it got followed a couple times. So <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> it did age
3: like milk pretty quickly, didn't it?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. but like okay. So here's here's my thing about this though. I don't like the melodrama because it's it's too, it's it's really try hard and it feels like too much. Like for for grown men to be acting this way about. I thought we were friends. Like, <laughs> like first it started with like the the dark order getting in there and just trying to win a match, you know, and then. Adam Page, hangnail Adam Page is like, hey, don't hit him so hard. It's He's my f- friend, question mark. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. I thought you guys were not like, what the fuck is this? And then like he was going, sticking his neck out, trying to save them from getting hurt. And then they get pissed at him because he stopped for a split second or like got the psychology of that just pissed me off. <laughs>
1: I thought it was weird that, like, John Silver and, and I don't know the other fucking guy's name. Um,
2: uh, uh, Alex Ralph Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I I didn't get it at it, like, because, again, they're portrayed on camera and portrayed in the B, the elite, BTE, that they're all, like, happy, joy, joy and stuff. And then all of a sudden they're starting to do, like, these heel tactics where they're just, like, pounding, you know, the hurt areas and stuff.
2: Yeah, how deep does this does this rabbit hole go with the 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 kayfabe intermingling with that weird be the elite show? Oh, super deep.
3: Like there's, so, yeah, there, yeah, it's it's tied in pretty heavily.
2: So, would you say that had some influence on the match, any at all? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, like
3: here's here's the thing about the 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 stuff there. Which again, if if the melodrama and stuff is not your thing, that's okay because that's that's the whole point of it. But. The, the other side of it too, is that they're not telling anything that's brief. Like they're, they're building on something and they're still telling and, and doing this weaving story that's been going on for years. So if you've not watched, like you're rewarded for knowing all the things, if you've watched it over the last three plus four years, even before AEW started, so you're rewarded for that. But if you haven't, then it's, you're coming in the middle of it and it doesn't nearly make as much sense. So even then, even if you didn't mind melodrama and you liked it, it doesn't. It's not as rewarding, right? Like, no. it's like for instance, like Hangman winning, like his redemption arc, him finally beating uh, Omega and stuff. When it happened, way less rewarding if you don't know the story that's behind that. And that makes sense, right? Like, who you wouldn't give a shit about that if you didn't know that for the last two years there's been this weird issue with like self confidence and mental health and stuff. And that, that's okay. I. But again, it's all how, about how it's perceived because if. You take it and see it at, at a different approach of okay, well, yeah, adults do go through those things where they lose relationships with the people they they care about and work with, and they go through fighting their inner demons. It's fine, like it, it happens. But if you're if you're not following that story and seeing it for that, then it does look like a
2: bunch of after school bullshit. I'm uh, I'm confused about like, see, I thought that show was just jokey, funny, ha ha, shit
3: so they basically what that show is is and they've been doing it for i mean years i mean goodness it's it's been running for a long time currently not running because uh because of mr phil and his his uh his fucking uh muffin rager but muffin uh, yeah the muffin bomb (laughs) the muffin bomb the the mindy bomb (laughs) uh but uh anyway uh there are bits on the show that always rotate in and out. And like, it's like comedy and none nonsense and it ties into people's gimmicks and stuff. But then there's this larger narrative that happens throughout. And they also break from like the actual kayfabe plot stuff and just follow like, it's the bucks, like almost like doing a, a biography. Like they're, they're just kind of showing a video memoir of, of their, of their life.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like, kinda cool like get to do. it's like backstage, uh, meets semi tiny little bit of kayfabe in there, where okay. they're just like where they're like tying some stories. Like uh, mm. before AEW, uh, the guy who used to play um, Green Arrow on the CW show, I forgot. Stephen this. Amell, yeah, Stephen Amell. Like there was like a storyline of like Stephen Amell killing people, but it, because uh, Adam Page looks like Stephen Amell, just with long hair, they were accusing him of murder. So they do like those fitty, uh, funny, um, like segments, but then they'll do like, oh, who's coming? Is Kenny Omega gonna sign with AEW? And then that's when we we got that surprise on there, pretty much.
3: Yeah, and they do little things, but that that's the biggest thing. Is it's like it's you're only rewarded for knowing how much of it. And to be fair, I didn't watch a lot of it. I got into to BTE basically start a pandemic, like. Got you get stuck watching certain things. I was getting drawn back into wrestling. I started watching it, and it was funny. It's really great, but also sad. Best parts were whenever Brody Lee got involved. It was doing the Dark Order stuff on there. He had this. That shit was
2: actually funny.
3: He would (laughs) beat the hell out. He'd go, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he'd hit people with papers. That shit was hilarious. That was Uh, that that stuff was
2: actually funny.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was really good. Um, but they they tie little nods and stuff, and they reference those things on the on the show. And that's the thing is that if you're watching it, you get rewarded by little nods that happen on Dynamite and Rampage. But if you don't, you're going to be lost. And it's it's one of those things. It's like it is what it is because you can't expect everybody to watch it. Like the casual fans not going to watch that. Even should like someone know, that's a little more hardcore is not going to watch it. I don't I don't be follow do BT anymore. You
2: be doing your angles like that though. I mean, like you know, because they're bosses. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of strange. It's kind of like no productive it, it's it is a little
3: odd and now i think like like my thing is too like i i don't follow it anymore like light uh, just to be honest life's too busy for me i don't have time to follow all that it's like i don't follow dark and dark elevation for the same reasons there's not yeah. enough time in the day yeah, so, <laughs>
0: The big well, oh, that's
3: that's not totally fair uh yeah he paul white's still there he's, he's just hanging out he and Mark Henry are getting those those big paychecks to $10. hopefully do things backstage because otherwise, uh,
2: well,
1: Mark Henry to has to, s- he has to support the the child since he's a single father now. It's so.
2: Time for the main event. That's like the best thing he's done. Yeah. Give <laughs> get, get all
3: the single fathers a hand, Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, since we're talking about that side note I heard recently him talk about that he brought it up and he said people come up to him and ask him about that fucking hand all the time they're like how's your son how's
0: your boy You <laughs> <laughs> going
3: at airport to go up to Mark Henry and they're like man Mark Henry I love you man How, how's your son doing he grow his finger's strong <laughs> he,
1: he he in NXT yet <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to see that I want to see Mark Henry Jr and it is a giant fucking hand <laughs>
2: Well, he did show up at that that match with the Miz. he had the Jackass crew. Oh, the, I mean, the Sammy Zayn, Johnny Knoxville. Sammy Zayn, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The Miz. <laughs> I was thinking of
3: Reload Paul. Those but, memes were, were pretty great. The uh, it was like Mark Henry's son
2: makes his WWE debut, and it was a hand. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just I don't like the weird melodrama shit they go for. It's just, they could do it better, I think, and. Yeah, I think it's questionable they, they put so much of their, their angle, their storyline into a a YouTube show you have to get into. I mean, I feel like if you can't get the point across on TV, you're not really doing your job. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What well, you do on the internet should just be extra content.
3: So, so to be fair, I and and again, it's part of the reason why I stopped watching it too, because of timing and stuff, but you don't have to watch BTE to understand what's happening. Rather, it's one of those things that you you have to be watching the show week to week, like you have to be watching Dynamite week to week and paying attention constantly in order to be able to follow things, and that's over years of time. Like these these are stories that have been steadily playing, uh, like playing out and, and stuff over years. So again, if if you let's say you started watching, um, let's say just because t- oh, so, so many fans did this, you've been watching AEW for one year. Like you came back when you heard Punk return or you heard Brian Danielson uh and Adam Cole are in AEW started watching. You'd have no idea what's going on with them. So then it means like pretty much nothing to you. Like Hangman's redemption arc means nothing to you, but if you've been following since AEW's been a show, that make that's a whole world of difference. Uh, I was so- gonna,
2: I was going to say like actually like I got the pretty much most of just that story even if I didn't I still think it was a very odd angle the way they executed it. They could have done it differently, I think.
1: Man, but. and the, the way I put BTE is it's Easter eggs. Like when you're watching a match, and then you like, let's say you did watch, or vice versa. Uh, like if you stormed the match, and then you watch BTE, you'd be like, oh, oh, Easter mm-hmm. egg, Easter egg. And then yeah. in a match, it's the same way. Be like, oh, oh, I remember that from BTE Easter egg. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much that. One thing I really do like about
3: it too is uh, they will use it to explain botches. Like whenever um, Matt Sidell debuted and he fucked up and fell, they <laughs> use BTE. They they use BTE to explain it and write it off as a as a joke bit. Where Nakazala, the guy that works uh, with uh, Kenny Omega, is an uh, Asian guy that like would wear the headset and come out with him he used to have this gimmick where he would cover himself in oil and apparently to sabotage the match, he went out and put oil on the turnbuckle before the match. And that's why side Elf, uh, slipped and fell. <laughs> like, it, it's kind of funny. It's like, okay, cool. They come up with something to kind of, kind of cover it up. Cause otherwise it's like, Oh, that really sucks for that wrestler. But, but nevertheless, like it, it's, I think it's one of those things, again, if you, if you like it, you do, but it, it definitely is one of those things you got to watch. And, and if you weren't watching, it's not going to stick nearly as much, but um, I I mean, I'm not going to defend it anymore. I mean, yeah, if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. uh, And we've, we've talked a bunch of, even off the episodes and shows like the, a bucks match is a bucks match. Right. However, I I still do argue that a lot of, a lot more of modern wrestling has moved closer to that than we realize. Um, But there still are very specific things, especially when everyone got involved. I will say one of the weaknesses of this match is that they were telling too many stories at once. I don't think they needed the the Hangman Page story with this in addition to the Elite and and, uh, Kenny making his comeback. Like, in my opinion, like, playing this out as it could have been, like, you could have put the... um, You could have put Will Ospreay and his guys on the other side since that was probably the the most heated rivalry amongst the group and had them meet in the final to have that match. Or you could have had uh house of black who really up to that point was the dominant force uh, and stuff. That's who really should have won. And what a bullshit angle that wrote them off. No wonder Malachi black was like, please kill me, Tony, kill me off and, and let me go back to Papa. Um, I want to sit in a dark room in, in, in Connecticut.
1: I still like that. Uh, that me, uh, somebody like tweeted out of him sitting next to Zelina uh, Vega and he's like, look, he's already with the WWE. And it's like someone's like, that's his wife. Dumbass. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I scored this 5.9 out of 10. So that's average. That's almost above average. See, I just hated the, the psychology and the story they were trying to tell. Um, it's fair. And the casino ladder match, I gave that a 5.5 5 out of 10 because of the weird – fucking way they executed it so there's my scores and that was my bad
3: okay yeah i didn't give uh i didn't say my score i gave the uh the latter match uh, a 5.5 or five and a half because it was like barely over like just like average and like watchable but it was like uh this is this is weird what's going on it's and it got cringy sometimes um uh, you're, uh, you, the four-way, I guess we would talk about that. We didn't give ratings out for that. I actually didn't mind the, the, the four-way. There were some moments that got a little messy, but I think it was because I was most interested in the story they were trying to tell between Hader and, and Baker, which is actually building up now. Like, There's even a talk about how Hader might be the one to dethrone Cargill. Like, they're, They've they moved her away, which is
1: awesome, because
3: she looks great. So I actually was – I like that match. I, I ended up giving it six and a half
1: I gave and it a I, six
3: point six. Yeah, I, I was I was happy. That's okay. Like you you didn't like it, so it's fine. I, yeah,
1: I, I so gave it a four point five out of ten.
2: Oh Fox, man, eight women, dubs. You were way off.
3: Uh, now, yeah, you you're not gonna like this because uh, it's gonna be way off. Uh, I gave the Bucks match an eight. Chad, I, I, I but see, I'm am was getting paid by Tony, so I mean, I don't know, bro. Tony. I might might be a seven now. Throw me some what, money.
1: What's your real opinion? Hold on. Let me go X, Triple H. Hey, Triple H, have you uh, paid Chaz uh, yet? Chaz, uh, no. Uh, why, I don't even know why I'm doing Yoko, but I'm trying to do like the Triple H. Uh... That's, that's a
2: Rock's Triple H impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the game
1: I'm the game We're gonna
2: fight. Uh,
1: in the middle of the uh... ring. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah,
0: oh,
1: listen, I, I knew you were gonna give it a good score. Like, I told you on Facebook and the text message, like I don't like the ballet, like dance, the black swan type of uh, wrestling. <laughs> black swan <laughs>
0: wrestling.
2: That's <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> hey, that's okay. And yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Just, yeah. I
1: what what it, what it is like? I expect it in New Japan, right? And. Mm-hmm that's why I kind of like new Japan a little bit is because they have a mixture and AEW has the same thing, but I would like to see. And sometimes Kenny does bring out old school wrestling. He did it with fucking uh, Christian cage. Yeah. Great match. Two matches with him. Um, and, and the bucks, I know they could have a fucking wrestling match, but I agree with your point is like, they, need someone like them to go fast because when they do that fast back and forth stuff, Mm -hmm. they are, they are fluid. Like I, I'll get, they're entertaining when they do that. Everybody likes it, but not me. So
3: (laughs) yeah. And and that's okay. Like, again, Mm. that's, it's like, uh, we were talking earlier, Carmelo Hayes and and Ricochet. I know it's the exact same flavor of things, but like they're, they're doing this, like this really intense acrobatic stuff the problem with that type of thing is that you have to be able to still sell it. Like you were trying to do it like as it's, it's real and it's not just choreographed. Like Mm. it doesn't matter how awesome something looks or how many flips you can do. If it looks choreographed, it loses the point because it's not supposed to look choreographed. It's supposed to look like you're really doing it. And that's what the difference is. If you can't keep up with the bucks, it doesn't look like it's real anymore. Um, and and it's I think the same uh, can be said for like Phoenix and and Penta like the if you're following them like I, I love the Lucha Brothers I Ray Phoenix is like unreal with some of the stuff he can do
1: I hate his and, manager
3: <laughs> Oh yeah I don't like Count Chocula either but that's that's the same thing <laughs> uh, but uh, but Ray Phoenix like the way he moves is just absolutely unreal and thankfully for him. With a lot of the stuff he does, he doesn't rely too much on the other person he's working with. Like that's the biggest difference that's there. True. A lot of his shit
2: that he does depends pretty much solely on him. His as long as the person's or... in the spot.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry, Zach, I made to cut you off there.
2: No, it's that's just agreeing. Yeah. Um, so what's how next many...
3: good? Yeah, how many... Well, how okay. many
1: bad how many beds are we supposed to have?
3: Just one yeah. each. Yeah, Zach had the tie, but it actually ended up being my bad. Like, that was the one I was gonna say is my bad, so I just didn't mind that was whenever you left to go like
2: kill the home invader. I just I, I just squashed talking about the first one since he had it. Uh, okay. yeah. So yeah. I we're just caught I up. It was a tie but for different reasons, even though the scores were different. They bothered me equally. <laughs>
3: Yeah. So, hmm. uh, and we actually transition. I, I, I'll just I'll transition since we're still talking about the same match. My my good was the trios match because of the story that was there. I, I'll touch on it for the the shills that want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> there there was a good story to follow between Kenny coming back and uh, and Zach and I. We were there live when Kenny made the return. Of course, huge. Huge fucking pop not 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 an acclaimed pop like at this point I don't think anyone else gets a pop like the acclaimed because everybody loves the acclaimed but uh but Kenny comes back it's covered in all this shit he's wearing like the shirt he's got the weird like shit on his legs and and he's got this like harness and stuff on and he's not quite moving the same way the next match he has okay he comes out he he doesn't have to uh, he's wearing the shirt again, but he gets ripped off and he's wearing the KT tape all over, but he's moving a little better. This match, he comes out. He is fucking jacked. He's not wearing anything. He comes out like boss level, like he's in good shape. And again, he's he's telling the whole thing is that like yeah, I'm actually back. Like I'm I'm ready. I was warming up. I I'm confident now. I'm back and I'm in the shape. Um, again, I'm I'm sold. I'm drinking the Kool Aid on the melodrama. So I, I and it's because I've invested in it and I've seen it and I I, I like it. But that being said. The, the the some of the spots and stuff they contend with with page are really good and i think too like to their credit i think silver and reynolds for where they're at they are not on the same level as those other guys but with ha- they can keep up enough that you can't tell as much like it's not glaring as it is like when the bucks work with some other the uh other wrestlers in the company because sometimes it's glaring that it's like Ugh, you guys should probably be on the indies um but uh I was very happy with the match overall. I don't want to linger too much on it. Um, I, the only qualm I really had was I, I really I think that we could have got something better because they try to tie too many story angles all together. And then that really ends up like you end up having to suck down a bitter pill knowing what happens immediately after the show. Because um, <laughs> that is like, well, that washes all that away. But if you take it for what it was at the moment, it was, it was pretty good. I, so I was happy with it. So anyway, I'll I'll move on. I'm not I'm not sucking the elite stick anymore. Uh, Dubs, what
1: was your good? I think me and Zach are gonna have the same one, but uh, the uh, Swerve in Our Glory versus uh, the Acclaimed is, oh,
2: so that's actually the surprise for me. The, that, that was my
3: that was my surprise too. So, but me. go on, tell tell us your good. We'll we'll talk about it.
1: Uh, I went into this match. Listen, I I love the Acclaimed. But I was like, I'm. Everybody not... loves the acclaimed. Yeah. yeah, but but I I'm I'm not fully. Uh... Scissor me,
2: Daddy Zach. Yeah. Scissor. I got the yeah. garden. <laughs>
1: That's how I do it. I do the Vader garden shears. Swerve, <laughs> swerve uh, in the in our glory. The team was like kind of flat before this match, but like then he did this like semi heel turn kind of thing and. Uh, It
2: looks like they're embracing it, too. That's the thing. I mean, they they embraced it in this match. Like, they're like, okay, I guess we're fucking heel now. mm -hmm. But it seems like, especially Swerve, he seems to be really going along with it. I kind of like that.
1: I I truly think in the match, literally, storylines change. I think they probably went into this thinking, oh, this is going to be Listen, everybody going to the ring is probably doing their best darnest, but they were just probably like, "Oh, we're just gonna have this match, and you know, maybe Swerve in our glory is uh, is gonna retain, which they did." Uh, but like in the match, the acclaim was so fucking over; they were going fucking nuts. Uh, Swerve and our glory was getting fucking booed. It was great, uh, but they there was obviously the half and half cheers going on. It still get some
2: rea- good reactions, yeah.
1: Yeah, Keith Lee. I have to admit, for a big guy, sometimes he does get gassed out a little bit, and it shows in the match. But he always, like, catches up. It's weird. Like, he'll sputter in the beginning a little bit. You're like, oh, God, this is way too much for my body. But then he'll, like, do some crazy shit that he's, like, running off of the ropes and, like, jumping over people, and then he'll get some good uh, moves in there.
2: I well, love, yeah, that, you know that one spot he always does, where somebody runs the ropes, and then he like flops down. Yeah, oh, the pounce over. Yeah, and then he, yeah, he'll do like a pounce, or he'll he'll do something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Then he stands there and he does the thing. And he's like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little
3: bit after that. <laughs> uh, it's it's all good. Uh, Since we're talking about that too, did you all watch Dynamite yesterday?
1: no yeah. i i haven't no
3: so you you know the spot you watch uh so i'll just say it What happen uh keith lee took a canadian destroyer
0: what, oh.
3: <laughs> what yeah please find the clip look up keith lee uh it's it's on uh youtube with aew they put it up as a spot but it's uh keith lee takes a destroyer from penta penta uh there was like the spot it was smooth as fucking butter too. how they set it up um but he ran <laughs> off of Phoenix's back and did, and did a Destroyer. And it's a full Destroyer. And the <laughs> crowd goes fucking crazy when it happens. What? And I actually think they, they did a good job with it, too. Because, you know, if he pinned him right away, it would have been a three count. But, like, it was, like, a delay to get to him. And he just kicks out at, like, 2.9. Um, uh, did
2: he do the thing like he almost couldn't believe he actually did it?
3: No, I, I don't think there was a sell like that. They They just moved on. Uh yeah, I here mean, we that go. Watch, watch this. What? Look at this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cr- look at how big. It's
2: like he just flips a fucking fridge. God. <laughs> I thought Keith Lee be like, I don't know, brother. I'm kind of fucking top midsection heavy. I don't know if that's a good. He, idea for- he, uh, Do a backflip God. and land on my head. <laughs>
1: He yeah. compensates at the right time. That's why I say, like, he sputters out, he gases out, and then he like compensates for the rest of the match.
2: He knows yeah. how to move that big fucking body of his. Yeah, to be fucking... fair, I think he gained some weight when he was off it, mm-hmm. from where where he was before. You know, before he got sick and everything.
3: Yeah, he did. He, yeah, he think... definitely did. He he had, and again, beginning, I Think like he had, where he had COVID and stuff. He had a bunch of like cardiac issues and shit like that. That fucked yeah. with him. No, it it definitely messed with him. Like yeah, he looks so noticeably that. different. But
1: um,
2: still able to do his shit. Yeah,
1: I like. Uh, is his name Anthony? Bowen? Anthony Bow- Bow- Bowen. Bowen. Yeah, uh, Anthony Bowen. Great selling, by the way. Um, when they, he was getting worked on his fucking knee the whole time, mm-hmm. it was just. It, it's great that he took it to the end. He didn't like just all of a sudden like get hulked up and now he. There was there was certain times where he did walk fine. But then he got mm-hmm. back into the mentality like, oh, shit, my fucking leg hurts. The
2: adrenaline, the bean kicked in. Yeah. And he was able to do something for a minute. And then he was like, oh, shit, my leg still fucking hurt. Because yeah. a, a lot of people aren't willing to sell like that anymore. They want to mm-hmm. just do the big comeback and be like, yeah, I'm, duh, I'm back, brother. No. I mean, if you are really fucking hurt, you won't really ever fully come back. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. Now, um, yeah, he. I think he sells great. He He's definitely like he's the technical worker of the two. Caster's the mouthpiece. Like, a lot of people, like, take their gimmick and go, oh, that's just John Cena and a tag group or whatever. No, they they are modern-day New Age outlaws. Well,
0: that's, Caster's that's why
3: Billy Gunn's with them. Cena, actually, in terms of how he moves around and works a little bit. Yeah, I know. I think so, but I just mean, like, people. I think people just fit them in a box like that and just say, oh, yeah, he yeah. just does the rap thing. It's way more than that. Like, if you look at their like their actual roles, like, he definitely is more of a road dog in terms of, like, he gets the crowd riled up. He comes out the intro. They have all that. He's the mouthpiece, but he can still work. Uh, and then uh Bowens is like uh Billy Gunn. He's Mr. S. Like he's he's the one doing the, the most of the heavy lifting in there in the ring and the work. Like that's that, that's fine. Like that's that works perfectly. Dude, the Fame
1: Master. The the way he does the Fame Master and it uh it's fucking amazing. It looked like it hurts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah he puts some fucking air on it. It's similar, but the, the dynamic's a little different, I think, because fucking Caster's just so much bigger. Like, he's a big guy. You don't really realize it, I think, because half the time he's always wearing that hoodie or some shit. He's got the hat on or the big dumb chains. but he's just in his gear and he's in the ring, he's mm-hmm. actually one of the bigger guys in that company. Mm-hmm. He so, is. And like you said, Cena, he's got a huge upper body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He can still do a crossbody, brother. <laughs>
3: yep it, that's good uh, and fucking scissor me daddy ass that's that is the best I'll die on that hill top top five wrestling catchphrases I've ever heard in my life I fucking love it can't this believe it's so, so over <laughs> so like, like I was telling, I was telling you all this story and it's it's a fit for like people don't realize if it weren't for if they didn't get iced back in uh a, a year ago basically when the Olympics happened because of the comments and stuff he made with that rap, which, whatever, it's controversial. We don't need to talk about that part, but he got he got iced. It is what it is. Right before they moved out of Jacksonville and started going on the road, they were getting consistently, they were getting the biggest pops of anyone in the company, and they weren't even on fucking TV that often. They were just on dark for most of the time, but they would occasionally get on television but they were getting these huge pops because they were coming out and doing their intro. And it was such an awkward thing because people were cheering them. And and then by the end of the match, it's like, well, they got to do heel tactics and stuff. So they were still heels, but people fucking loved them. Like, people were ready to embrace that. And it would have happened a lot sooner. But it worked out that it didn't because we got scissor me daddy ass out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. things happen for a reason sometimes, right? So yes. it worked out.
2: Uh are you yeah. afraid
1: are you afraid that they'll get the belts and then sizzle out?
2: I don't know if they can sizzle out because they're so popular.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think as long as they keep it hot, I think what's gonna happen unless they find a really good heel team to take take the belts from them, like you run into the problem of unless unless FTR goes heel, like FTR is probably the only other major baby face tag team. Yeah. And and let's be honest, like as as, as a true tag team, they are the best tag team in the world. Like they, if anyone deserves, like that's one great people have, they've been the number one contenders in the tag division for like six months and they've not gotten one single tag title shot because they, and they hold, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and they hold every other tag belt.
2: So it's like, I've been complaining about that shit for a while. Yeah.
3: They, they really need it. But the problem is, is like, you can't have them take it from the acclaimed. No. Like that makes no sense. So now, now they're kind of they're going to be in a booking pickle there. That's going to be weird. So I I don't know what you do there, but I definitely think like now that they've got the the match set up next week, there's no way a claim doesn't go over. It's they're they're going to be in their hometown. Like that's there's no way they don't go over. So they're going to win, uh, and I, I do wonder if if they're going to be able to keep up with the the appropriate booking, I think the only way you do this is like, let them run for a little while, but not too, too long. Don't let them stale out. Find someone that can come through and, and take the titles from them that are like shit heels and find a shitty way to get over. And then you can get the titles quickly on FTR.
1: Kristen cage and fucking uh, black Dino.
3: Oh, dark Luchasaurus, dark Charizard. Yeah. yeah uh, the problem with that is uh, he's going to be out for like six to nine months because he has an injury. He had a torn triceps. He tore uh, his
2: triceps outworking Adam Cole.
3: That's that's why they didn't have a match uh, at all out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, outworking Adam Cole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apparently, that's, that's like some weird ups- unsubstantiated rumor. Like wrestling news started that oh, Christian Cage and Britt Baker are sleeping together. <laughs>
1: Somebody, <laughs> I, 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 it's in the thread somewhere, but like everybody's like, "Where's Adam Cole?" in, the, in that thread, and it just shows his Twitch channel of him sitting behind his fucking green screen playing Halo Infinite. <laughs> Damn, bro, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> HGH. Look it fucking up. Eating
2: Doritos. He needs to listen to Booker T. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to, Booker T. Is an old man. Who lives in the clouds? Yeah. sucker.
1: Um, I gave I gave that this match an eight
3: point nine out of ten. Oh wow. Holy yeah. shit, you
1: were high on this match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Being> <laughs> Holy kid,
0: <man>. shit.
1: <laughs> God damn. Listen, you know I always complain about the false finishes every time they do the finishers. I don't know what it was, but they made it look like they were actually having a battle.
2: Oh I yeah, it's like, they, they tapped into that crowd. Like they they were they were dialed in when whenever the the shit was going down and the crowd was reacting. They they all knew what they needed to do.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. let, me, let me ask you because so a lot of people have debated. This is one of those things where Tony should have on the fly had them change the the They're, ending. They, they, they were should've... saying
2: that shit at the scrum and they said it for a Keithley and swerve too.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> had had they. Had they done that, how would you have rated this match? If they would have gotten one more false finish and then the acclaim would have found a way to get over and win, he would have hit the, the mic drop uh, off the top rope and would have won. Do you feel I like did. that would have changed your result?
1: I, I think it would have went higher. Um, it would have went yeah. to a 9, uh, maybe in a 9.5 territory. I won't say perfect because Keith Lee um, looked like Thomas the Train, but like huge. uh <laughs>
3: Thomas the, engine, Thomas the Tank Engine in, in the fucking uh, Resident Evil 2. Yeah. Uh, where he's he supposed to make him Mr. X. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like,
1: it, it it throws me off because he, he works like he's Bam Bam Bigelow, right? But he's not because of uh, the weight that he tacked on. And it looks silly. It's like, it's like me if I went to... I don't know, a relay race and tried to like race everybody. And there's me like fucking almost having a heart attack on the side of the track. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like sometimes. But I mean, like I said, he's good at, con- uh, you know, holding it off maybe. <laughs> so for me,
3: I, I, I'm a, I'm going to toot on my own horn here. So for me, I'm, I'm fat now. I'm out of shape. Like it just is what it is. I don't know what I'd run, but at some point I was in really good shape. I was a college level athlete and, and ran like a really high 40. But I guarantee you, I could probably stay, all of my 260 or whatever, I could probably still run a sub like right at five second 40. Like, I can, if I want, it's like, just like he does, like, if when you get moving, it's there. So I, like, I can buy into how he moves because his, it's all still there. Like, his muscle memory is there. And the guy is all just muscle underneath all that fridge like body. It's just, uh, he's kind of like, uh, oh shit, who is it? Um, Oh, I can't remember what anime thing it is. Is that character, he's like fat and pudgy, but it turns out he's all he's made of all muscle. No, it's not that. It's uh not anime. Uh it's fisk. It's fucking it's, it's, the it's Kingpin. fisk. It's Kingpin. Kingpin's like massive, but he's actually all muscle or whatever. It's it's just he looks fat, but it's deceiving. He's actually like a brick shithouse. And and Keith Lee's the same way. He looks a little pudgy, but don't sleep on him because he's actually gonna wreck your face at like in an agile way. Um, I don't, I don't know. He he's like the the Black Panther, just to, with just a little, little extra, little extra fudge, double but, double meat, extra cheese, double meat, extra cheese, <laughs> <laughs> ranch on the side. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I I actually gave this match an eight point five, which is tied or eight and a half. It tied with my my previous uh match with, with uh, Gunter and Sheamus. I only gave them theirs because I. I was sold on that match from start to finish. I was high on this match, but, again, I was surprised because that crowd was white hot. I feel like the roof would have exploded had they won.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, this would have been one of the best things to watch it in wrestling even, in a long time. It wouldn't have
2: mattered how they won either. Like, Castor could have hit, like, a sunset flip and got three. And they would have oh. been like, oh, my God, the fuck! <laughs> Like it would have happened. Yeah. No,
3: really, it could have been bu- total bullshit and, and they could have won that way and the crowd would have went nuts, which is what makes me think next week. I'm so excited for that match next week. Like, I don't give a fuck about the title. I know it sounds awful. Like, I don't, I don't even give a shit about Danielson Moxley. It's great that they're going to fight. I think Danielson's going to go over. It's awesome. I hope. Don't even care. I don't care what they do. I want them to main event the acclaimed and sort of, I actually, I'm that much more mad at Punk because the stuff with the one thing that didn't change at all from all out is the fact that swerving Argory and, and the acclaim had this awesome match. Tony now knows like the second match in their hometown. Like it's going to hit the, like the same way if not harder and it's going to be great. This 100% should have been the main event of grand slam, but it's not going to be because Minnie's bakery. Ooh. That's that's bad beats, right? Like, because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe they had a planned title match, but you could have made that title match at the beginning, whatever. You 100% would have made this other the main event, and it would have blown the roof off of the building. But Uh we're... Yeah.
2: It is is what it is.
3: Exactly. It is what Uh, it is. But it's still going to be fucking great. I'm excited. What what would you rate it?
2: I gave this an 8.3 out of 10. Uh, It was the best tag match I've seen in a while. I'm trying to think. The what was the last one I saw that was like, holy oh, shit? This is really good, and I think it was like uh, it was like, I think it was, Tommaso Ciampa and maybe it was Johnny Gargano against uh, Mustache Mountain.
1: At, oh, yeah, that was a good one
2: at Worlds Collide from a couple years ago. Um, uh, their match, and,
3: yeah, their their matches were good. DIY.
2: I love uh,
3: about,
2: Oh yeah, that's good shit too. But I love it, Oh shit. my
3: god, that whole series—that's that's one of my favorite like series in wrestling. Period. But uh, did you watch either of the FDR Briscoes matches?
2: Not yet. I know. I, I need to. Oh, I know
3: please, I to. please go back and watch them. You're you will change your mind. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, and I'm not shitting on. I I love this match too. Don't get me wrong. And yeah. I love the acclaimed – the the acclaimed my like subject pure subjective opinion the acclaimed are my favorite thing in wrestling right now and i don't even know if it's close but that being said uh if objectively looking at everything how it works and i really like them too that ftr is like awesome mm-hmm. like they're it's just like the best like balance of modern and old school wrestling
1: This just I, uh, the
2: Acclaim's fresh right now it's hot oh yeah know, it's hot yeah I,
1: I know how you turn ftr heel by the way just be like, my daughter thinks your music sucks, and then they their heels, <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> they turned into Kurt Hennig when he joined the what was it the 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 West Coast Red Decks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I
3: hate rap I do that shit. Uh, the rap is crap. I don't R- want to. Rap I, is crap. I don't <laughs> want to do any of that. I, what
2: was that? What the fuck was that idea? <laughs> Let's put, of, let's put Kurt Hiddick the most Midwestern Minnesota motherfucker ever in a goddamn <laughs> God Yeah, see, Well, people don't realize
3: Vince McMahon's M.O. was always how do we get butts in seats. A lot of other territories, it was still the same thing, but they realized most of those butts were going to be people that were also going to be going to a Klan meeting after. So that was the focus. Well, how do we get the racists to come? I.e., huh. that's going to be our fan base. So you know what? And And I loved it. Like, they... It's it's like uh, Cornette. Cornette knew exactly what he was doing with uh um shit. What was the the uh, tag team or the stable that New Jack was gangsters. in? The gangsters. Yeah, uh he knew exactly what he was doing with the gangsters. Make like, white people mad. Oh yeah, and they came because they were like, I want to see, I want to see that black man get his ass beat because racist ass white people. And he exploited that. Hey, whatever. He made good money off of it, and you know New Jack got his career for it. So that's. That's great. Anyway, um, Zach, wh- what did you have as your good?
2: Good. Uh, good was. You can't I'm... say the the scrum. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I'm. Man, I should have say... done that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got a tie there too, but I'm actually gonna let the other match edge it out, uh, which is probably just Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson. Uh the the tie was the main event. Uh no, that's fair. And I just I like their match just a little bit more. Cause I don't know, like CM Punk got a good match out of John Moxley. He got yeah. a match out of him that made sense, and he didn't he didn't let Moxley give in to all his bad impulses that he usually gives into, like wanting to blade within two minutes and wanting to do this fucking spot where you fight out on the floor for five minutes and all that stuff, he made him have a match. <laughs> yeah, but, no, uh, I like Jericho and, and Danielson. And, you know, I used to talk mad shit about Chris Jericho when he was fat, when he was looking like Vince Neil, and He He's was fat! He was fat! And, it, <laughs> and he was gassing out and doing embarrassing shit, taking too many shortcuts because he was fat. Mm-hmm. He's got a bunch of bad ideas too. He's just doing stupid shit. He still kind of is doing stupid shit, but he's doing less of it now. That that has been now. Let's
3: let's be honest. Jericho's entire career has been I'm going to throw something on the wall and see if it sticks. And thank thankfully, seven out of ten times he hits something that's great, but three out of ten it's shit. So <laughs> and then he's still doing it. It's fine. It just that's what he's always done.
2: Plus, before, for for a bi- big part of his career, he did have Vince McMahon there to tell him, pal, I don't think that'll work.
3: That's true. <laughs> he, had, he had someone in to cut him off. So for all the great things we may not have gotten, he also
2: skipped some of that shit.
1: A little yeah. bit of the bubbly is still my favorite. That was, a little bit uh, of the bubbly.
2: So, so Chris Jericho and his current incarnation, with the, uh, some people are calling him a wizard. Oh, I,
3: I, like, I, I currently see him as Chris Jericho's greatest hits. He's like a greatest hits album because he's like hitting all of his old gimmicks repeatedly yeah, now. He's
2: falling back on Lionheart lately, which is like I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. it's like he's like this is back when I used to work at my hardest, so I have to try to work harder this time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like he psychs himself up a little bit. Uh, yeah. it was a solid match. Uh, I like. I mean, I like Danielson pretty much all the time, anyway. Uh, you know. This match was – I was a little disappointed with this match.
3: But I think yeah. it's because – i well, it was a good match. Don't get me wrong. I felt like they went for a long time. And then I felt like the, for what they were doing in the match, the finish was a little flat. And, a, and just like it yeah. fell out of
2: place. That's what bothered me the most about it was like the, the finish and the fact that Dub said Brian Danielson lost again. And I was like, yeah, that kinda of fucking sucks. He has been losing a lot lately.
3: Yeah. Uh, it kinda of felt like an Ole Anderson finish.
2: Yeah, it does.
3: Like it wasn't a run in, but it just like a oh, put the ref in the corner, kick him in the nuts, just finish the match. Like, what? you guys just beat the hell out of
2: each other for 25 minutes and that's how you're going to end that. All right. I, I guess they gave us an apology. They gave us the backlash treatment, the, the raw after WrestleMania treatment, <laughs> they they, did. they made up for
3: it. That, <laughs> And I'm happy with it because that, that match was great. So.
2: But you know, that that's a fair point. And I kind of, I guess I forgot about that. Like how the ending kind of miffed me a little bit because the scores are the same on paper, but mm-hmm. I think I felt, I did feel more positive about that match even with the kind of fucky finish mm-hmm. than I did the overall Moxley Punk match, which wasn't bad. It's just I I had more fun watching the other one.
3: Well, you, again, we've, we've talked about this before, and I think it's six for you too, Dubs. Like, Mox wasn't your champion. That's okay. Like... You, if you weren't sold on 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 looking for Mox to win or or the feud itself, it's, it probably doesn't stick. Plus, they didn't build very much of this because they did that whole quick, like threw it together type of thing, and it's whatever.
2: But uh, it's still really bizarre match on Dynamite you're saying talking about WCW shit earlier that felt like WCW shit too for several minutes. It was a bold move, and I don't <laughs> think it paid off, especially now. Hindsight's
3: twenty twenty.
0: Yeah. Like. Oh, man.
3: If the scrum didn't happen, Punk wins. Comes out does like a, comes out back out a lot, the Wednesday before last to uh, Heroes Welcome, and then they find another way to like tie MJF into it. Like we're talking about a whole different alternate reality where he didn't like just set everything on fire.
2: It's but... The reality where MTV is still playing music. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but here we are. Uh, so. I think that's the problem is like, I think it was going to live up to the point and you know, it's funny. I was going to go, go to sleep happy. Thankfully I stayed up and I just saw little things coming across my social media feed. And I was like, wait, what happened?
0: What is, what is this? What just happened?
3: Uh, yeah, that was, that was intense. So, uh, it, yeah, it is what it is, but, uh, I don't think they had a good match. And then of course there's all the post match stuff that happened with MJF, which, made the the first match i mean a little it redeemed it a little bit um smidge just a little but uh, yeah it was weird but uh but yeah so we i know we mentioned surprises um i mean i'd already we already talked a lot about the uh um the swerve match that was my big surprise i i i was even though i was looking forward to that match i i I didn't think it, was, it would be like that. I did not expect that either. That, that was <laughs> great, um, and I'm so happy for them. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm happy for all those guys because it's like it's like Dubs was saying before. Like people like Swerve and they like Keith Lee before, but they still didn't really feel like, yeah, that's a tag team I really like. They felt like a thrown together tag team, and you're kind of happy they got something to do, but you don't it's, really it, it's- care.
1: It, it's like what you know the concept of like old school racist res, uh, wrestling. It's like oh, there's two black guys. Let's just put them together, and mm-hmm. that's how it started. I was like, why are these guys together? But they uh, that one uh, they were thing
2: together because Fox didn't want to put over FTR. I'm telling yeah.
1: you, and uh, <laughs> sure. that, that one that one interview with John Cena where he talked about like when you're getting thrown crap, just do it. Like make they did sure it make the shit work and they made the shit work now it's believable yeah. same with the that, acclaimed i like when they first came out i was like oh it's john cena with uh that guy who used to carry the coffee mug in wwe uh, i forgot his name
2: david O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh <damn>. yeah yeah <laughs> he had the thermos of doom what the yeah. fuck was with that fucking thermos it was like it's like he found it in like the in, like, Mars, like, from Doom. He, it's like he went there and obtained an artifact. It was strange.
3: It is very weird. Uh, oh, shit. What was I going to say? Oh, did you guys watch Swerve when he, when he was Swerve Squad in, in NXT? Yeah,
2: I did. I did a little bit. That's back when I was still watching. That's when I was – we was talking about Hit Row that one time. And I was yeah. like, back then, Swerve didn't really have, like, personality or he wasn't cutting promos. Yet. He, he, yeah, he, was, he, he wouldn't cut promos. But, like,
3: apparently his indie work, he would do more – but I, I have a feeling with, like, the, his attitude, his, his, the way he wrestles anyway. He's a counter-wrestler, which counter-wrestlers are almost always better as heels. Like, because counter-wrestling is good, but you get way more heat if you're a counter-wrestler because you're taking away the audience's uh, thrill to get to see a big move. Yeah. That's why that's why Cole's such a good heel. Because, well, or it can be. Uh, Cole, Cole works really well is that because he's such a good counter-wrestler. So I uh, swerve really lived up to all
2: that and he he owned it. I think he is going to be some such a good asshole. I uh, he's, he's growing in that role especially cuz he's got that he, I mean I don't I'm not saying he didn't have any personality before it's just mm-hmm. it didn't show back then or he didn't find it yet.
3: Yeah, I think that's also more of the format they were on too cuz NXT, you know, it's a different breed sometimes in terms of yeah. how they present people. So um
1: yeah, He's I'm excited to
3: see where it goes. Yeah. I, I'm definitely excited, and I do think eventually, like that their their entire run was destined to like crash and burn, right? Like they were destined to eventually split, and you know, with most likely swerve turning full heel. I mean, Keith Leaking, I guess, kind of be. I think,
2: I think Keith Lee know. should be a heel. Did you, did you yeah. see him in the media scrum? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, actually, I think it'd be funny if he like went full heel and specifically went like gimmick on like how he talks because he's like he's such an eloquent speaker. I think that if he used that, but then like used the shit on people and say it's things used, that people don't understand. Talk down to people
2: like pull, go full Frazier Crane and just yeah, look exactly.
3: at <laughs> Oh my god, that's what I want. I just want I just want massive big black Frazier.
1: <laughs> what. What if he like tries to like get into like a talking contest with William Regal? like this is how you speak
2: this is how you speak, Lord Regal bit uh, i I think the the inner machinations
3: of your wit are are unscrupulous, and therefore I will not stand for them <laughs> and people are like what and he's like yeah I don't like what you think you idiot <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh. I, that would work really well if he just talks down to people, like you become a condescending asshole. And then it's like, that type of person is the person that you want to slap? You want to see them get slapped? Well, he's a fucking truck, so no one's gonna slap him. <laughs> it's, it's like you the can't. perfect balance. Yeah. You can't hit him. You can't. You can't. You slap him like you hit him on the back, and they're like, yeah, this this baby, you can ride this baby for miles because it's like slapping the roof of the car. It's that <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah it's a rock it's a rock <laughs> fucking spongebob memes in our wrestling what's happened
2: uh jesus i did i did my good dubs did his good what was yeah. your good we did mine mine was the bucks the, yeah, the three he, the three we're eight.
3: actually we're we're at surprising now so you and i we we covered we the surprise before we came back to the swerve stuff what was your surprise dubs
0: yeah
1: I would have to say Brian Danielson versus Jericho. Now, I understand both of these guys are really good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. And with Chris Jericho going through a uh, really, really fuzzy rock star body, doing a lot of beer belly moment wrestling, I don't know. That that was gibberish. I don't give a fuck. God damn it, he
2: put that weight on so he could be like those old Japanese heels in all Japan. <laughs>
1: that's
2: yeah,
3: what he yeah. say, I feel dude. like he used that as an excuse to just keep drinking more and eating a few more cheeseburgers, and then he had that that fucking pulmonary embolism. And when he was over in UK, and basically it was like, yeah, if you keep doing this, you're gonna fucking die. And doc talk. I sorry, I, that's what happened. He, he did the whole episode, but it, it is doc talk. It, it is the necessary plug for doc talk. Yes, that is as a blood clot in your lungs, people. He he almost died. And then he was like, I got to get in fucking shape. I got to cut out the fucking cheeseburgers. And you can see now he has cut carbs. Single yeah. meat,
2: single cheese.
1: Single- he, uh...
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's eating impossible meats, when he, what he's eating. <laughs>
1: yeah, but and the one thing I've noticed in a lot of Brian Danielson's matches is like he's doing that, like getting slapped in the chest a lot and like all showing like I'm a badass and stuff
2: yeah that's the only thing he does that bugs me right now is the if you hit me, I hate you the single
1: meat
3: single cheese because that's
1: what yeah. single
2: <laughs>
3: because cause, oh, let's be honest, what his chest looks like. It looks like fucking ground beef
2: when they're done,
1: and he calls himself a vegan and he's like fucking torturing himself. I don't know I don't know if that he, made he, any he sense is
2: torture you, you, you deprive yourself of a lot of things that taste good uh, yeah.
1: you just <laughs> killed an animal, I'm going to slap my chest.
2: Well, you killed those plants. Those plants had lives. Stop <laughs> presses of a vegan.
3: I hate myself. Therefore, I want to make everyone else as miserable as me. Don't eat that.
0: Yeah. Uh, he just, uh, he just uh,
2: takes it out on everybody in the wrestling ring, though. See, that's the difference. He did, he did make it his gimmick at one point, and it was great. That was one of the best things he ever did. I oh, the, planet, the planet's champion? Fickle! Fickle! <laughs> Right. And, he, and he
3: went around and like turned everything into fucking hemp and wood. It reminds me of when uh, if you guys watch Futurama, when Bender's like, I'm going environmentalist and turns into a fucking wooden robot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think <laughs> of the planet's champion. Yeah. I love it.
2: Oh my god, that was great. Yeah,
1: yeah but it that, was. that uh, I rated that match a 7.5 out of 10.
2: Oh, we were real close. I, yeah. I gave it 7.4. I don't remember if I said that or not. I don't think we did. I I gave it a seven. I,
3: so we were all real close to each other.
2: Ballpark.
3: Yeah, I would have given it a little more. of The finish is what got me. I, I'm I'm big on that, man. Like I don't like a match is gonna be great, but you you use a finish. It's like it's a climax. It's like it's like sex. Like the motions are fine, but like the the destination's like a big part of that. You you fuck up the end of it. It's
2: that's weird. Yeah. I don't know.
1: You end up having a Keith Lee moment, I guess.
2: You uh, sit there with your your pee in hand, wondering what happened. Well,
3: it's gonna get it's gonna get really weird. I'm going get like I'm not using a very ex- specific example for myself, but if you've ever been very close to ejaculation and then like you fart or something happens and then it like <laughs> cuts, <laughs> it cuts everything off, but then you still you still nut, but then it's like.
0: And you're, and you're,
3: like it's <laughs> like it's stuck in the chamber. <laughs> that that is that is my equivalent of a, of one of these finishes in wrestling. It it's like oh, you're feed. <laughs> <Just, laughs>
2: Goddamn!
3: <laughs> oh, we're either gonna go up or down twenty percent viewership from that comment. Oh man.
0: Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs>
3: But I didn't say anything that's wrong. Tell please tell me what I'm lying to, to quote my hero. You said
2: nothing that was false. Yeah. <laughs> it is.
3: It's just like, well, I
2: guess I got to live with this now. It's nothing but shame, and I'm really sorry. But for, for the record, too, just real quick, I gave the main event the same score as the Jericho uh, Danielson match. It's just I felt different about it.
3: Yeah, I, I was a little higher. I I, I gave uh, the main event uh, seven and a half. I actually thought it was one of Moxley's better matches. It was. Uh, I, I told you all about the the thing uh, on Reddit, right? Someone posted a general thing and said, "Wrestling hot takes." What what wrestling hot take would you otherwise get pitchworked for? Um, please post it here. And I put John Moxley's an overrated wrestler, and I God. tried to explain how I specifically mean, like literally his wrestling. Like I I know that you guys aren't as high on him. I, I think John Moxley's one of the best promos right now. He, I think MJF's pro, like MJF is like on his own stratosphere, but other than that, Moxley, especially for like a, a babyface promo, I love how he talks. The problem is like his wrestling, there are little bits of it that get annoying to watch. And I think it's one of those things now that you guys pointed it out, certain things now really irk me because I notice them more. Um sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's 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 uh it's okay. It's that uh how I met your other thing. It's the shattered glass. You learn like you have a best friend for thirty years. You 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 realize one thing about them. Someone says something about it, and it's like the thing that annoys you the most now for the rest of your life.
1: Uh oh. Oh no, they got him.
2: We lost him.
1: It's well, kind of...
2: Okay, I guess we'll uh. I'll clarify my, my point of view about Moxley a little bit at least. Okay. Uh, it's not yeah. that he's out and out bad. It's that he can be good, but he usually chooses to not be <laughs> in whatever weird way. It's like I think he can have good matches, but he. it's like I said earlier, he always gives in to his worst impulses. He wants to blade really fast. He wants to do stupid shit outside for too long. Uh, he wants to put a guy in his finish and let him jerk off and everybody can see it.
0: <laughs> hmm.
2: it or his promos. is like, I'll drink blood and I'll fucking use your bones to make a pace. Just ridiculous shit.
1: Well, it's, it's not believable anymore. Like, you had, like, well not believable it's not his fault fully but like the whole remember the death match where the little sparkles and shit and he was saved by Eddie and stuff. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> and, and then like he does all this silly stuff that happens along the way. And then all of a sudden this, uh, you know, indie shit that happened. And then you're just like, why is he acting all tough? If he's doing all this lame gay shit, pretty much.
2: I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, that's something else too. And it's just that I never denied he couldn't do a, a good promo or have a good match, but, it's like he's his own worst enemy sometimes. It's kind of like what you were saying about Riddle earlier. Mm. Uh, I, in fact, he's, yeah, he is probably one of the better promos in that company or in wrestling when he chooses to be. So, <laughs> it's like the the promos he's been cutting lately, the past few weeks on TV have been good. Like, especially like the one, there he is. Uh, I, I just continue talking about Moxley, just kind of clarify my feelings on him. But uh, I'm saying He's his own worst enemy He has potential to do good things More often than not But he gets in his own way (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah I would agree with that I think some of the things he does At certain times are there And uh, I I think the bigger thing Now that that you guys pointed out to me And I was talking about the whole shattered glass thing Hopefully my internet doesn't kick again Because whoever's just fucking controlling the power grid Decides fuck you I love John Moxley uh, but uh, apparently they're listening, so thanks for for listening in. But uh, he,
2: it's not all the time, but sometimes his punches are terrible. Dear like, geez. I know. Yeah, you gave me you gave me a little guff at one time. When we were there at the shows. I, like, I didn't look that bad. Like, sometimes his punches just don't look good. Mm-hmm. And Jericho's guilty of that too. He has been before. He's his his punches have gotten sloppy too. Mm-hmm. But a few guys have sloppy punt. It's I don't know, it's kind of a general weakness in that company. A lot of people can't do brawling very well. They either do like the shitty forearms that don't look Kenny Omega's are especially bad. They look like they have nothing behind them. He just it's just like you hit him with a wet noodle. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just certain aspects of everybody's matches but mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always said I was a I was a bigger fan of that guy than about anybody was a while back. It's just, I I realized over time he's not as good as he could be.
3: I I think the problem we were talking before in the, the, uh, in our chat about this, I think uh, actually I was talking about the whole Reddit thing. I I put that that in there too. Um, Moxley's biggest problem is that like, I kind of look at John Cena. You know, John Cena got infamous for the five moves of Doom. And yeah. later on in his career, started doing a lot more variety, which is great. I think the thing is, you can have a limited move set. The whole point is, you're supposed to have signature moves. Like, you can have limited stuff. Like, a good example is, Stone Cold wasn't exactly blowing people away with his technical ability. Like, Stone Cold only did so many different things too, but it was the way... He still moved, and he did not always give you everything. Sometimes less is more. If you do literally all of your greatest hits every single time, well, guess what? That gets boring. And I think that's where I was with Mox. Is like I noticed, like, well, we're two minutes into the match. He's already bleeding all over the place, like a a fucking shot calf. So, <laughs> like, it's what he looked. He looked like he was just fucking born out of, out of a cow's ass, like. <laughs> He's covered in fucking blood, and it's like, wh- how did that happen? Clearly, you bladed yourself. The guy, he, he like, poked you in the forehead. What happened?
2: It's Ric Flair um, when he's age 59. That's what happened.
3: Yeah, but, but then, like, he ends up doing the same, uh, those same set of moves. Like, it's just it's just the same moves, but he does not in every match. It's like, I don't need to see every single thing you can do every time, because then that limits what, like, I'm not going to be able to guess, all oh, what are you going to do next? And that's, that's the problem. A lot of guys um, are guilty
2: of that nowadays. Well, well,
1: a, yeah. A, as a side mention, Braun Strowman coming back and all that stuff. Yeah. When when he cleared out the ring, he did the, you know. Choo-choo.
3: Oh, the, you mean the one, that, the choo-choo train that fell? Yeah. The train went off the
2: tracks? Listen, he was nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, here he goes. Because when he starts to, like, pander to all the, like, face shit. I could go on a rant about this. We'll just stop doing
2: that. That's yeah. <laughs> I, what here's
3: what I want to see. I want to I want to see him do his choo choo train, but one time I want someone to like clip him and then someone catch him, like the like, almost catch him and power bomb him, and then look at him and say Captain Insano shows no mercy. Because that's the scene I think of when I see Braun Strowman now. It's that mm-hmm. stupid fucking linebacker from Waterboy goes, Woo, woo! And you then, look like he's, a you sound like a big choo choo train. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a big choo <laughs> train. Oh, he he like a big choo-choo train. And then he fucking flips him in his power bombs and make like, Captain Insaneosh has no mercy. Mm. <laughs> oh
2: my god.
1: Well guess what? Mama wrong again. <laughs> 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 fucking Carl Sanders.
2: So uh, I guess just miscellaneous cleanup for the show. I, I missed the Jade Cargill match. I just I don't know what happened. I think I like went, went to, to the get bathroom some snacks. <laughs> yeah. And I saw oh she's green. She's She Hulk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I dig I digged her get up. Uh, I think it's perfect with her body, by the way. It looked really good. Um No
2: you don't need no CGI for that one.
1: Yeah, oh, God, fuck that show. Uh Jade Cargill. <laughs> um still a little green in my opinion. Um she's
2: literally green that night.
1: Yeah, literally. Uh, she's still green, uh, Athena, uh, which is Ember Moon back in NXT. Um,
2: she's good, but sometimes she'll have like an off match, and
1: she did so many fucking springboards. I got fucking tired of it, and I she did said a little too much. And I was like, "Fucking go do Jade <laughs> Cardgill, do your fucking move and get the get her fuck out of the ring. Stop it." <laughs>
3: I don't, I'm surprised you're still talking about this like it was a match. Did you see the match? It like If you look at the actual time in the match, she did some flips, but this is effectively a squash match. It was, yeah, it was
2: just like a few minutes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is really disappointing. And this match really summarizes in a bigger part what's wrong with their, their women's division. Like It's such an afterthought. Like they're not spending any time actually. Uh,
1: your audio went out. Still not talking, can't hear you.
2: Can't hear you. Uh,
1: They're attacking him.
2: They're 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 silencing you because you're 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 down in the company. You
1: heard (laughs) you heard Triple H in the background, but um,
3: there we go. I'm I'm here now. Sorry, I was getting a phone call. My phone's connected. Uh, I don't know why it's that way, but uh. It's like every time I try to make like, an opinion, someone's like, "Nope, no hot takes for you." But uh, the the women's division itself is is an afterthought, and anytime they're putting, they give, they get someone new, and by the time they, they go to build anything, well, they it, it, the build ends up being very flat. Like they they have this like running thing. Uh, well, for instance, Athena debuted at the last pay per view. Yeah. Uh, not not Forbidden Door, but um, crap, a double or nothing. They debuted at Double or Nothing to come in. And actually, wait, was it even Double or Nothing or was it Revolution?
1: I think Revolution. I can't remember.
3: No, I think I think it was Double or Nothing. Um, but uh, she she debuted. It. She's only been with the company for a few months, but in that whole time, from the start, they made it very clear she was uh, coming after Jade. And she's built up, and she's had these couple of different matches, and she's looked really good. But the whole thing's been this feud to build up with Jade, and then she just gets squashed. Um, yeah. which was I, I don't know. And actually, it, it has that that match actually has a good contrast to another match that kind of did the same thing. It was a little odd. Although I think that one is I'm going to let that one play out because I think there's a reason for how it it went that way. But, uh, yeah. um, but that being said, like. Don't get me wrong, Jade's great, you can do that, but, like, the problem is they're having to put the same, like, three or four people in rotation to, like, just feed to the, the whatever, because you only have a couple of actual stars. Like, you could probably realistically say there are only two female stars Maybe three, and then everyone else is there, but like they're not getting the same time and it's because they're not building things outside of that. And frankly, that just comes down to not having enough time. Like they don't they don't get the time. Like they're just gags and jokes about how they get put in, in certain spots and slots. The only time they ever move the women into another spot outside of like the match before the main event on Dynamite is whenever Britt Baker's in the match. If Britt Baker is not in the match, then it will be the bathroom break before the main event. And like that's that's kind of shitty, right? Like that's, it's pretty clear that your format's set that way.
1: Um, Uh, that, that, that's why like, and this is me taking a shot at the UVPs, I guess, but like not all your matches on dynamite or any type of uh TV show needs to be 15 to 20 minutes. You could, you could do a five minute good match to tell a story. Um, and it gives more breathing room for people like Athena or, or other women's division, uh, women's division, women wrestlers to be mixed into the programming.
3: I mean, yeah. my, my solution would be, and it would kill two birds with one stone. Uh, Rampage is kind of an afterthought right now. The women's division is kind of an afterthought right now. Just make Rampage an all women's show. I know that sounds like, oh, you're just separating them. You can still have women on the Dynamite show. But just make rampage. Like, I don't need rampage to build or do anything else for me on on Fridays. Just make it that, or like we were talking before with the Ring of Honor show. Like make it that, and like, but build something that is dedicated to your women's division and actually build it. Um, if I know they had there are too many belts in the company right now, and that's that's its own separate problem for the men at least. But if you want to build the women because you've been doing all these tag matches, do a women's tag title. Like that's fine. At least you have something to build to, but put more time in letting them build and don't make it all about titles. Like you don't have to have every, every women's match be about the title directly. You can still have other stories separate from that, but like, that's basically what it is, right? Like the only, the only time that you're dealing with females that are on there, it's because it's in relation specifically to whoever the champion is. And like, that's bad WWE booking in terms of like, where we were at way back with like the divas stuff. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Like the only time the women were on there was because they're fighting over the butterfly belt or they're doing some really weird, like uh racy angle on, on TV where someone's fucking someone else's wife and it's cuckold situation or some nonsense. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's bad.
0: It just
3: We're past that shit now. John Murray is uh, trying to fuck Tori's dad. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. The old man. Yeah. She killed him. She, just gave too much Viagra. You had a heart attack.
2: That's, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, um, all right. What was the other? Okay, yeah. I think you briefly touched on the Hobb-Starks thing. Yeah. Uh, another one that was like, what? When that happened? But I'm like, yeah, I'm like you. I'm kind of like, I bet I'm going to let this play for now. I, I almost made that my surprise, but like I –
3: because it was kind of shocking. Like, they definitely built that up. I thought Starks would go over, but I kind of like what they've done. Like, they're really making Hobbes look cool. And his whole thing now, he's talking about, like, he's putting the book of Hobbs. a chapter in the book of Hobbes. Yeah, I is like his
2: entrance now? His entrance is fucking cool. Oh, yeah, he took the Cody entrance. He's got the middle, he's got the cage. He's like an American Gladiator motherfucker now.
3: Yeah, he, he comes out and he fucking I'm black laser or some Black character. Laser.
1: <laughs> you know what he you know what he needs? He needs like a fucking big like uh like temp stone temple fucking book called the Book of Hobbs and he just fucking carries that shit around.
3: He just carries a fucking boulder to
2: the right Oh I thought I thought you meant he needs to bust out of like a stone wall. Like he's blah, there's like fucking smoke everywhere. <laughs> you,
1: you can do that too, that'd be cool. And he fucking brings out that like fucking big ass book. Push Hobbs. That's all. Yeah, I, Ezekiel I, 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 Hobbs. Hobbs. Oh, yeah, Ezekiel Ezek- Hobbs. Ezek- Ezekiel Hobbs. Ezekiel
3: Hobbs. Actually, a good name.
2: Actually, I really like Ezekiel Hobbs. Uh, is that his brother? He has a beard.
3: Yeah. Well, oh. and, and what's weird is uh, the reason I said play out because uh, Hobbs had a squash match last night, but then afterwards he he cuts that promo, and then Ricky comes out. They're clearly going to keep going with it. But it is, its it seems like it's like kind of an odd thing. And it's like, I would like actually like them to close that and move on. And, uh, like, Ricky, I think, is going to be fine either way. He can build from it. But, like, Hobbs, I'd I like to see Hobbs get a good push. Um, hot take, I, I think Warlow's still good. Like, I like Warlow, but at the same time, like...
1: He's boring me, uh, unfortunately, they, because he's not...
3: They did the page thing. They they let him get to the the they let him get the belt, but then they he doesn't no, know how to book they, him after.
2: Yeah, don't fuck do.
3: Hobbs is a better worker than Wardlow anyway. I think so. Goddamn that spine buster! It's so beautiful. I, I like. Too. <laughs> yeah, he's just better. I I think I think you give Hobbs the TNT title. I I actually would yeah. really like that. Um, and then actually, I what I'd like is I'd like them to like let. Hobbs and Starks have this thing going on in the periphery where, like, Starks is chasing him, but he's always like a step behind before he can get his revenge. And meanwhile, Hobbs just starts tearing through the division and then gets the title. And then, like, you let him just run through things, and then let maybe you let Starks get close to where he can finally get him. They do an angle where maybe like Hobbs is like, "Nah, you're not getting this," and Hobbs hurts him. It puts him on ice again for a little while, but then. After he's had enough time with the belt, then Sark's finally comes back and takes it from him. I guess you put both guys over that way.
2: He can be Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. He can just like not ever beat Hobbs until like that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that That's okay. Now, we don't need that.
3: That's Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston's a Tommy Dreamer of this generation. That's okay.
1: That is true.
3: Even though they're like the same age. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true,
2: but uh, they kind
3: of look the same age. Ed Kings looks twenty hard. years older than he is. Hmm.
2: Fucking what was the other shit? Oh yeah, the the other six man match, the machine guns and Jay Lethal with FTR Warlow. That match was good. Uh, it was, but that match was totally like. A,
3: I want to make sure everyone gets gets on the card and gets paid. That's what. Yeah. That
2: was. Uh, Christian Cage with, with versus Jack Perry. <laughs> They wanted to make sure this time we do. It was Jack Perry. Yeah, and it's Jungle Jack. It's Jungle Jack. It's like also oh, now they're going to listen to what Jr. was trying to fucking tell them three years ago. It's a little late. Mm. Yeah. God damn it. Next <laughs> thing you know, me. people are going to stop doing topes. Tope. Tope. I need another Moscow mule anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is JR getting old now because now he does like half of shows. Have you noticed that? Like I think a- they,
2: they start to do half shows because they know he gets pissed off and he gets bored. Mm. Well that kind of. They they I don't know what
3: how they're doing it or what's causing it, but what they've been doing is um they'll either not have him on Dynamite at all or it'll come out the latter half. But then he
0: eh, he's
3: been doing the rampage shows. Oh yeah? Yeah, he's been on Rampage, which was kind of odd, but yeah, instead of working Dynamite, he's doing one hour of Dynamite and then doing Rampage.
1: Yeah, I've heard he, uh, I know Rampage is on the road with Dynamite, but I've heard uh, Jim Ross actually likes living in Jacksonville, Florida. Like that's his new home, apparently. I don't know. It's just fun fact.
2: For him, I guess.
1: AEW giving him good money, I guess.
2: Yeah, he was talking like he wasn't real sure they'd re sign him uh, recently. Like, he doesn't know what they're going to do. Like, I he think... might
3: be ready to retire. Honestly, shit, he's probably done. Like, he's set for money and stuff, and he you know, he's just had, like, the treatment, the radiation and shit. Like, it might be time. That's okay. Like, yeah, let he... him, like, let him, like, rest, and his schedule can be just showing up for, like, you know, conventions and stuff.
2: Why not? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm
2: hmm. Uh,. This was fucking weird. And I know, like, apparently Christian's hurt. Uh, he hurt his tricep out working Adam Cole. And, <laughs> like, it's like, okay, they're out there. His fucking family's out there. And he was, they're, they're, his mom and his sister's pissed. And you see where he gets the hair from when you see them.
0: Mm.
3: Oh yeah,
2: frizzy hair. Oh yeah, he goes
3: back. He's like, wait, I got my buddy, and he's like, Charizard, I choose you. But then it's Ashes Charizard, and he and Ashes Charizard doesn't listen to him because he's not an an adept trainer. So he turns on him and, and roasts him. Yeah, he there got you go. Fun. There's your Pokemon <laughs> reference.
2: And then Christian okay. was like, I told you. And then it was like that stupid dumbass like I called it moment happened, where I was like, this is dumb, but luchasaurus is is actually a spy. And he's he's listening to Christian the whole time. That turned out to be the case. Okay, <laughs> it called down, it. He, he was Dark Charizard the whole time. Uh, squash. Blah <laughs> 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 blah blah blah. blah This is bullshit. Blah blah blah. Squash. <laughs> <laughs> House of Black, Darby, Owl, Sting, and Miro. And this was just like kind of a fucking cluster. And. Miro didn't get to do enough good shit, in my opinion. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with Darby Allen. I don't understand what's going on with that. Where it's just like, man, everybody really likes this Darby Allen guy. Then they're like, yeah, I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of bored of him anyway. And then they just let him languish in the mid card.
1: Yeah, and I'm tired of Sting being with Darby.
2: I'm not tired of Sting. I'll never be tired of Sting. No, no,
1: no. I'm not like I don't want Sting to go away. I just I I I don't Yeah, that would be cool. Well
3: you know what I want since Malachi's gone. I want you know we even have a tie-in for this. I want Sting to turn on on Darby and become the leader
2: of the House of Black. Maybe that and I want Alistair Black to come back and take over the judgment day. Oh my god, that'd be great. That would be saying get get kick Finn Balor's little ass out of there because he just doesn't fit in with that group. I don't here, care how hard they're trying.
3: Here, to here's what's gonna happen: they're gonna get in one of those promos where they're in the back and like in a dingy like little boiler room thing, and they're gonna open a door and they're gonna see some guy sitting in the dark and he's like, "Someone pick a fight with me." No, I'm just kidding. That was a bad gimmick. Please don't bring that back. But uh, yeah, I would like to. I would like to see him just show up, not say a word, and he just kick. Finn Balor and knock him out, and they all look and they go, Nope,
2: we acknowledge you. Yep, you are you are the true leader. And it would make sense. Then we could get we could finally get Aleister Black and Edge, which was the match Edge was talking about before he ever thought he could come back. He's like, Man, I wish I could work with that guy. I bet we could have fucking awesome. But like he was salivating over just the idea of being able to work with him.
3: Yeah, plus he and, could
2: teach he could teach baby Guerrero some uh some moves. Ships passed in the night.
1: Do you think um Tony, because yeah. now he's like um, getting all agitated with WWE. He's going to do like that 90-day clause with... Uh, <laughs> oh, know, he's 10. not
2: going to fucking take it. He's got more money than Jim
1: Crockett. <laughs> I
3: don't. I don't think you'll do that because I feel like that's gonna end up being a legal mess. Like, given how they've handled the fallout stuff right now, and it's been such a mess, I don't think that legal team wants that whole ninety-day bullshit stuff to deal with because it's actually a bunch of garbage anyway. Someone's already proven that that's the case. Like, the ninety-day stuff is like you're still an employee, but you're not. Like, so if you actually fight a bunch of the loopholes and shit, you can you can push against that and go do whatever, and they can't do anything. That's like I was uh, saying
2: about Malachi, Alistair's fucking conditional release i'm like they fucking released him he's released
1: did jeff hardy beat alco- alcoholism yet is he back yet
2: it's funny that you say that he's not
3: back but i just saw a t- uh, twitter post that came out matt hardy had said that pretty soon we're gonna see uh the new jeff hardy um i'm glad he- he's doing a lot better and he's ready to make his big return so he's not back yet but apparently it's happening i saw that just a like an hour before the show. Oh, is he gonna uh, cut end. his
1: hair? Is, is he, he gonna, be, gonna
2: sh- be like the new Daniel Bryan?
3: Yeah, who knows? I, I don't I don't know. He don't he switched. Know. I hope he comes out and he's like, yeah, and he's like dancing and he's got a bunch of fucking beer cans or beer bottles in his hand. They're like and he's like, no, it's okay. These are O Duels.
1: Uh you, you stole the joke from me. I was like, oh he's gonna come back with some O and shit. He's gonna look all fucking <laughs> straight edge. <laughs> what did
2: you all rate the fucking show? Oh, overall. Uh,
3: yeah. Well, wait. Are we talking like including the scrum after? <laughs> scrum does count. The scrum the does scr- not count. Okay, because I got a rating for the scrum too. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Oh, it was entertaining, so I. Uh, I gave it a seven. Wait, no, 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 wait, no. I'm sorry. I wrote the. I'm sorry. I wrote the wrong thing. I gave it a six and a half. My bad. Okay. I counted a little too
2: long there. Sorry.
1: Six
2: point five out of ten. Yeah, six point four out of ten. We're, mm. we're all right there. We're we're there. All right now, scrummage.
1: Oh my god! Uh, I CM- work with fucking children. Yeah, no,
2: literally, old, I work with I'm children. I,
1: I actually hard. work with
2: children. You actually do work with children.
3: I I actually was gonna cut a promo about how I literally work with children, and they and they actually are more mature than CM Punk and the, and the Young Bucks. But God, this what a
2: fucking what a disaster. Yeah. It's I so many emotions, so many, so many different feelings about it too at the same time.
1: I wanna Get public up. I wanna publicly apologize to a man that I kind of shit talked when he left AEW. I, I apologize to Cody motherfucking Rhodes because he saw the writing on the wall, man. Because remember, we, I remember Zach always bringing up articles, and I kind of just shoot it off like it was the dirt sheets just fucking jerking off. Um, but, you know, they were saying, like, oh, the EVPs are, you know, not, you know, they're going against Cody or there's some friction that's happening.
2: They don't get along. And-
1: yeah, and they don't-, they don't get along with some other talent as well. And you you heard, you heard the rumblings. And then when CM Punk came in here and then when we got that Adam Page weird promo and then we had that weird CM Punk promo where he just called Adam Page out of nowhere when he was not even part of the storyline. And then you have the the weird match with Mox and CM Punk where they do that little swerve and then they they build up to this pay-per-view and then CM Punk goes over, and then you're finally like, all right, we're finally getting the Summer of Punk. Because remember, that was the big catchphrase that was going around, the Summer of Punk, because he was going to be the champion, but then he got hurt. Um, can,
3: we, can we go ahead and just say now, officially, just to the end of time, the phrase Summer of Punk is fucking cursed. Don't ever try to have a guy. Do a fucking Winter of Punk, because anytime he tries a Summer of Punk, shit does not go well. The Fall of Punk. The mm. <laughs> well, uh, you could argue that happened right after he won the title the first time. Uh, hey,
2: that was yo, fall, he but. literally
1: fell. Yeah, but then we got to the media scrum, and then he just unloads. He he goes all crazy, man.
2: Yeah, it's like that guy tried to ask him a question, and then he just started talking about Scott Colton. You, you know, fucking, uh, uh, oh my god.
1: Uh, cold, cold Cabana.
2: Yeah, I, I totally. I was gonna say Scotty Goldman. That was his WWE name. <laughs> that was his slave name. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, uh, yeah. Uh, he and he laid out that whole fucking deal about what happened with that. Which you know, there's always been rumors about that that went unresolved. Uh, and I don't really blame him for ever bringing it up. Like he said, you know, when you get defensive. You try to defend yourself. It sounds like you're just being defensive. He's kind of right. Yeah. The problem,
1: uh, the problem that I have with this whole media scrum is number one, you buried MJF.
2: Yeah, and we all agreed on that pretty much. And it, even me, where I was just like, "Man, that was fucking great." Yeah. He unloaded on you know all the people I don't really like. You know, I kind of halfway turned the corner on Kenny Omega. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He st- I still think some of the things they do are weird or it's it's wrong or, you know. I get exactly. upset,
3: huh? God, God damn it. I just pissed all over my wall when you fucking said Scotty <laughs> Goleman. That's a slave name. Why? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I just fucking howled in my bathroom.
0: Was, <laughs> well, that was, was, oh, that, was, that, was
3: my, the, that was my favorite thing to hear so <laughs> far. But, <laughs> Sorry, I just had, had to let you know. I got to clean my wall after this, so I had
2: erase her out, piss all over the wall. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, what I, what I was uh, trying to say was, it, it, I've been talking about this for a couple of years, and I've heard thing, weird little reports over a couple of years. It's like man, those guys kind of fuck with people backstage a little bit, or it's like you don't want to do the shit they do. They don't. They kind of exclude you, and that happened to Cody apparently.
1: He
0: mm-hmm.
2: said, Fuck it instead of sticking around, he just left.
1: Yeah, uh Cody politicked it. He he took the poli- the, the high road and he just walked out. I
2: don't okay. think you'll ever you'll ever know what you know what he went through until he's like old.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's kinda of hard to know too because the thing is it's not like he left well before like the company one year ago around this time, the company changed a lot. Yeah. Right? And and it took a we, we saw a whole dynamic change where we start to see this huge influx of these wrestlers for WWE. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a whole gimmick. Oh, oh, they're taking all the WWE wrestlers. No, seriously. Like, we had this huge influx. And we started getting bloated. The problem was is that uh, you could argue right there. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I'll get back to the whole thing with the scrum because Punk, Punk just didn't shit on MJF. He shit on the whole company by what he did. It doesn't mean that he's fully wrong. This is much it much more complicated than just saying, oh, Punk's in the wrong for that. Yes, he did something wrong, but it's probably, again, out of him defending himself because of all the other shit that's been happening to him, too. But that being said, uh, them sweeping in and taking every person that comes left and right and getting all these people, well, the problem is, is that your show is and your company is only built to to highlight so many people. And kind of like we talked about the women's time and stuff you only have so many slots you can only build so many stars it's it's kind of like uh we were mentioning darby allen's kind of been stuck in obscurity at one point you could have argued that darby allen could have went for the championship yeah. because he was that over and he was that pushed and you had all these stars that you had built but then you had this roster bloat and you took all all these other people and you started pushing them and each time someone would come in you got to push them a little bit make sure people know that hey I got this person now but then they get relegated to the back like, unless you're like, Jay Lethal yeah for some, yeah, for some reason <laughs> Jay Lethal is like kind of there I don't get that like, Andrade is a big victim of this Andrade has gotten yeah, like terrible looking and yeah. it's a, what's funny there is he comes in and Malachi come in and it's like oh these guys were, were mistreated he'll never do what Vince did well you could, you could argue it's been worse like for both Dependent, of them, depending on who
2: you are, it's it's been worse.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I and I I wouldn't argue with with that person if they thought that because it's like yeah, it kind of sucks like the way they've been pushed. Uh, but uh, although I will say the one thing that we got out of all that which is hilarious is whenever uh, Andrade is like, ah, eh, a sting, let me buy your child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that, he,
3: that's just his thing
2: now. He tries to buy people. <laughs> he's like, I mean, uh, he trying to it, buy trying to buy fucking ten in Dark Order now or whatever. It's fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> it it is weird, but uh, that that has been
3: like a huge change happened there, and I think you started to see tensions build up because before that change happened, what you had was you yeah you had these EVPs that would change, and there was there was some politicking, and Tony did jump in and and start cre- having some creative control but they were a, a more of a cohesive unit backstage. Like everyone was working for each other. There wasn't all this competition necessarily because they were trying to like prove a lot of people wrong. And then it was like, Oh, we finally made it. So this next phase is where they've hit a rut and they're still in there. Like we're still watching the, like this kind of unfold, but uh, you bring all these other people in. Well, no one's ever been controlling what happens backstage and when everybody's getting along, that's fine. But when there's tension, there's no one there to actually manage it. And that's what's happened is this has just been blow over from, well, no one's managing it. And you got a bunch of pissed wrestlers with all their egos and stuff trying to stamp and, and, and shit on each other. And it's turned into 90s WCW backstage. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's happened, right? Right, right, wrong or indifferent, because uh, everyone's probably got something they can defend. The biggest thing, it's just a, an indictment of, of all this, is that Punk could have easily had put a comment on Twitter or could have set something after. He could have done an interview separately from all this or threatened to quit or whatever. He could have handled it a million different ways. Instead, he decided to shit all over the pay-per-view right after with all that here, in the here, way he did it.
1: Here, here's what I would have done if I was seeing Punk. All you right, right, you're, you're pissed off. You have all the people that are you know, doing all these dirt sheets about Scott Colton, right? You you come in, you put fucking MJF over because he's supposed to be the main focus right now because he came back. Um, I would have been like, do a badass promo, talk to only Tony, and don't talk to any of the reporters. He could have yeah. done that. He could have been like, fuck all of you guys. I'm gonna do this fucking promo about MJF, and this is what's gonna be in the future of Punk here. Tony Khan, uh, you have any questions for me? All right, bye, and then leave. What's,
3: what's funny though is that you, you say that he never took a question. He yeah, so before same. the guy even got to ask him anything, he it's it's like it was planned. Like he knew what he was gonna do, which is actually even shittier. It's not like he was like frustrated and it happened. Like you know, like even then, it's like somewhat justified, right? Like it's it's a crime of passion, you know, if someone. It just heated in the moment and does something. Like,
1: he had a motive, though.
3: But he, but he clearly had a motive, and he, it was predetermined. Like he, he knew he was going to do this before mm. it happened. So he, he went in knowing, like, oh, wait, I'm, I'm going to take a big shit on everything. And it was kind of like, again, if anything, he's spitting right in Tony's face because he's like, well, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, sitting right next to him. He's like, We flat
2: out cut him off some point. And just told him, like, it's not your position to make it fucking more clear. And <laughs> yeah,
1: here's here. here, here I'll, I'll, I'll get into something else soon. But here's my thing. He preaches about business, right? Making business. And he keeps on saying my business at, during that media scrum, which I would have been like, yo, yo, shut the fuck up. That's my business. If I was Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he's like, you know, we're doing this, making money. But then he just shits on everything. He shits on the pay per view that he made that you know million dollars and stuff and house and all that, uh, and then pretty much shitting on MJF. You're fucking ruining business, and then you're also burning bridges in the uh, in the process because majority of people in that locker room lo- like the EVPs. Well, m- most of them that were you know the friends of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega.
3: Yeah, I mean, they were most most of the people that are that were back there. If they'd been with the company since the start, they were directly recruited by the EVPs to be there. So friends are not like they're at least brought there. Like the uh, that's that's how they were brought to the company.
2: I'm not sure what the what the real exact number is. If we're you know you're taking polls exactly, but. I know there there is there are some wrestlers that work there that don't really care for them specifically. Kenny, from what I've heard, and especially like when they had that talent meeting and they did like a rah rah speech or whatever, and then when it was Kenny's turn to do it, he kind of shit on everybody. And it was like they were like, "Oh, it was a tough love thing." He pretty much flat out told them, "I wouldn't hire eighty percent of you. I don't think you're good enough." Like that was supposed to like motivate them, but everybody was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> He's a weird guy. It's like when he did that promo in Charleston. He was it was supposed to like appeal to the crowd, and he compared everybody to cat shit.
3: Oh yeah, because he was trying to like he was trying to to thank everyone and show like how appreciative he was, but also say, "Well, I'm glad everyone's cheering me, but I'm also not a good guy. I'm a bad. I'm gonna do my own thing." It, it was weird. It he was has strange. a weird way with how he talks. It's it's very eccentric. It's it's odd. But it's also just him, right? Like you'd said, like, that's just how he is. He's a strange uh, guy. I
2: don't know if he necessarily knows what he's saying half the time or if it comes off that way. I can't say it because I don't know him personally.
3: Yeah. So. I, he, he might have tapped into submitter distrusity I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Just not enough to make him completely incoherent, but just, just a little. But, but yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know. I agree with what y'all are saying, though. He, he could have done it, a, he could have went about it a bunch of ways. He went about it a wrong way and he's not entirely wrong about some of the shit that he's saying, either of the points he's bringing up. It's, it's like, it's a weird thing to
3: compare it to. It's probably not a fair thing to compare it to, but it's like the equivalent of the, the kid, the kid getting bullied at school that gets bullied and then says, well, fuck this. And then takes a gun to school and then shoots a the kid in the leg. Yeah. Like, is he, is he justified? Cause he was getting bullied to the point of that. And again, the fair thing is, like, let's, let's, let's cut the chase. Like, see if Punk was not bullied nearly enough for that. Like, <laughs> like I, I I know it depends on where you guys stand on things. Don't be wrong. I'm sure he will like, make things movies. easy. But, like, he, he, I, he, like, Punk is definitely, like, in the wrong for, like, this specific thing happening because he definitely thinks he has the biggest dick on the table. And hmm. it's like, oh, well, I'm running the company. I'm the one that's making all the money. Like him cutting the whole thing. Oh well, you can be the heart and soul of AEW. I'm the dollars and cents. He really thinks that he is. Like, and that he's always been that way. Like, those I. It's actually been great this last week. I've heard all these like uh, excerpts uh, that people used to cut. Um, where uh, apparently one time he got everyone together in WWE and was like, "All right, as the locker room leader, I think it's really. I need, we're gonna have a meeting." And like, apparently he went and and got RVD. It was like, yeah, we're going to have a meeting in the back. Don't worry. I don't want you to think it's not, it's not about you. I just, I want to meet with everybody. I wanted you to know you, I want you to come too. And RVD's like, who the fuck is this guy? And yeah. He talk, declaring himself as a locker room leader on his own, rather than other people like, you know, putting him in that position. And then like uh, Cody Rhodes was in uh, uh, Cody Rhodes and Chris Jericho. They shared this, I think on their, uh, uh, on one of the cruises He was sharing a story about how uh, Punk, in the same type of thing, went and told everyone they need to stop uh, uh, dropping their trash. They need to pick up their trash and be respectful of the locker room. And as the locker room leader, he demands that people show this type
1: of stuff. They need to step up. Oh, no. He's that type of people. Oh, no. And Booker T
3: was like, the fuck? He didn't just say this. And Booker T literally walked up to him and just dropped trash on the floor in front of him and said, you ain't tell me to pick up a goddamn thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love fucking say, I
3: fucking love Booker T. I love Booker so much. Like you're not my leader. Like, and that's the difference. He's one of those. Like, he again, he's a hypocrite. He is one of those holier than thou, like self righteous pricks. He's like that. And it's, he's 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 the exact type of person he is. You know, and everyone knows this type of person in their life. It is the person that says I don't like drama, but for some reason that person is
2: circled in shit all the time. Mm -hmm. I'll say I'll say this: Uh, I feel like that's what people tried to paint Cody as in the middle end of his run there. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's really the kind of guy he is, and this is what the kind CM Punk is that guy. (laughs) I honestly,
3: given now the stories I've heard, cause there's a, a, like, if you go back and find it, like there's a bunch of content out there and Cody is really shit on punk. Like I wouldn't be surprised if part of the reason that Cody left was he saw writing on the wall of Tony's falling in love with punk. Bring a punk. Son he's, of a bringing, bitch. he's bringing all these people in. Like, I'm never going to get a chance to like, I'm, I'm losing my chance to do what I want. And then like this opportunity opens that I, okay, I get to live the dream. I'll, I'll win. Because I really do think if, if anything for Cody, love him or hate him, he gives a he loves the wrestling business and he cares very deeply about the legacy he lives behind because of his dad. So I think it would mean the world to him more than anything if he was able to win the WWE championship because of what it would have meant to his I parents. want
2: that I want that to happen. I do too. Like right. that's
3: gonna be awesome. Like that's it's gonna be hard. Like we're all gonna be like did someone cut onions when that happens? Like, it's going to be great. Like, seriously, it's it to be
1: awesome. And, you know, a Triple H is going to do a better, like, m- sh- moment shot for CM, uh, CM Punk, Jesus Christ, Cody Rhodes. Oh, that's, uh, that,
3: that time is long past. Yeah, actually, yeah, so I don't think that's happening. Hey, it won't work for me, brother. Eh? <laughs> and,
1: and the thing that pisses me off about the whole CM Punk situation is, like, I always fall for, like, when he does something cool, like when he did the pipe bomb, he was cool until like we found out he was a bitch when he left. Because it, I was on his side when he he left. And like oh, remember, he made that Z Pack story probably happened, but he probably let it get to that point of being drama, and that's why it got out of control. And then the first thing I remember when he came to AEW, I said oh man, how long is it going to be until he gets pissed off? And it's been exactly (laughs) one year. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I remember you saying that. Um, I wanted to say touch on one thing real quick. Cody said at some point, I don't know when he said this, but it's been making the rounds since all this stuff happened. He was like in an interview with some guy. And I think it was shortly after he left AEW, before we knew he was joining WWE. Mm -hmm. Uh And it was just asking, like, what do you think about what's going on? You know how they're hiring a bunch of guys, you know, from WWE. And he's like, they're going to have, it's going to be a really tumultuous time. It's going to be a slog. And he's like, you're going to have two uh, equally annoying and pretentious opposing viewpoints of, oh, well, I was in WWE. I, I used to be over. I know how this shit works. And then you're gonna have guys who's like, I'm homegrown, I was here first. And it's gonna be really annoying. And that mm. is exactly
3: what's happened, right?
2: <laughs> is that not
3: exactly is that not I mean literally that is hangman page. Oh, I don't take I don't need to take advice from the older people. Yeah. And which I think that's been blown out of context too, because that's not what he meant. He I don't think it meant I don't take advice from older people. I don't take advice from those specific people because you guys are assholes. But that's its own thing. But mm-hmm. again, I don't think and I and I'm not just jumping to defend one side or the other. Like there there's definitely fault for both. And goodness, we'll get to the fight, whatever. Ace Steel, I like boy, you talk about the the fucking cry, like rise and fall. Fucking blaze of glory. In a matter of three weeks, I learned who <laughs> Ace Steel was and was like, Oh, that's really cool. He did this, and he and he quickly went his stock went whoop and then just like, Oh no, I think I ate bath salts. I'm about to bite somebody.
2: Maybe Like, uh-huh. like I, I don't know. It depends on what happens to him, but like, yeah, that, that promo he did with punk. And that, I loved that shit. That was great. That got me hyped. Well, there was
3: one of the other big wrestling podcasts has been keeping up with the news said that the silence is going to break on things very soon. It will either be, uh, well now today, So we'll either get some big news today, which that usually happens on Friday, right? Mm -hmm. Or by Monday, well, definitely before Wednesday, we're going to have silence broken on things because they explicitly want to try to get more information out there on what's going to happen more long-term, and they don't want anything to come out right before Grand Slam and overshadow it. So they want to get things out either days before so things have time to cool off, or... um, where maybe try to hold it until after. What they don't want to happen is like Wednesday, like day of or day before, a bunch of shit comes out and there's like all this drama and stuff that happens, and then it in, it takes away from the event they're building for next Wednesday, yeah. which that makes sense, right? Because like it's just what's happening here. Like your whole product's getting overshadowed, and whenever you cut shit like this, I, this is the other thing that I, I'd heard, and I, I think it's an important take too. Something they've been doing a lot of, and it's kind of opened this Pandora's box is all these like work shoots, right? Like the MJF yeah. work shoot thing, it's great. Work shoots are great when you bore those lines. And I think that there's a slippery slope. If one person does it, then everyone else thinks, Oh, I can start doing that. And the issue is well now Punk went out here and just he he did the shoot shoot. He he, he he was doing the he's trying to speak true true. He went he went a little too crazy. And, uh, he the didn't
1: problem have that, is, he didn't have that fart mid, mid shot. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. He didn't have that fart mid shot. He got, he got, he got full, full money shot on everybody. <laughs> to to so, feed. To to feed. so the, the problem is one, he shits on anything you're trying to believe in because now MJF looks like a fucking idiot, uh, with his whole, his whole situation coming out at the end of the show and all that. Like Punk can give a fuck less about that because he's talking about Scott Colton and Mindy's fucking muffins and and everything. Um, but bomb. the other muffin bomb. But the <laughs> other problem is, uh, now you have like these promos are a huge risk. Like, yeah. and who else is gonna cut? Like, no one else is gonna really try to believe what you're saying now, anyway. So you gotta find like the next edgy thing to go say, but then you know you're going to take it too far. Like it it puts a company in such a bad spot. Um, it's a lose, lose situation, not to mention all the legal shit that may happen with the fight and all that nonsense. Um, sidebar, um, here's how you knew punk was the villain punk intentionally in all this bullshit that he had planned. Anyway, used the time to plug a bakery that was going to be closed for the next two days. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. that is it and guess what it wasn't open that day either so he had to have that shit like ahead of time and then it was going to be closed for the next two days that is a dick fucking move that'd be mm-hmm. like showing up to someone's house on a Saturday night like like late and, and like having Chick-fil-A and just actively eating Chick-fil-A and not being willing to share it it's like bitch you know I can't get that tomorrow tomorrow's Jesus day that's a good idea thanks you're welcome all the Chick-fil-A's oh, are
2: right here where I live <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Chick Chick Fil A, uh, Chick Fil A tastes at least fifty percent better on a Sunday, and it tastes a hundred percent better if you're feeling very guilty.
2: It just tastes a hundred percent better than the most fast food. Oh, it's,
3: uh, yeah, it's not even fast <laughs> food. It's it's borderline like fine dining, but we won't get there. It's just you got you got to be okay with supporting the the cause, though. I mean. It's kind of like, they probably had something to do with January 6th, 2021, but you know what? Chick-fil-A, I see how they run their drive through. so if they ran the government, I wouldn't be that upset with it.
2: I'm talking about it's they're efficient. efficient. Exactly.
3: They're, they're efficient, so at yeah. least we'd get that. Oh, we went off a tangent there a little bit, talking about uh, the weird alternative uh, fascist utopia of Chick-fil-A running the U.S. government. I had
1: that would be like good refunds, right? If pay your taxes, get a fucking chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fucking tyranny right there. Uh, can, you turn
3: that, can you turn that in like now, just like a, su- a, g- a suggestion box or something? Like, hey, uh, can can I get my IRS can I get my federal return and Chick fil A coupons?
2: Can you guys make like you know how you have like the the spicy sandwich. Can you just mm. make that into, like, spicy nuggets? How come you guys haven't done that yet? <laughs>
3: yeah, I don't I don't get why
2: spicy nuggets aren't
3: a thing. Because spicy nuggets at Wendy's are fucking great.
2: Yeah. Mm. Those are kick-ass. Oh, they are. All right. So,
1: uh, <laughs> so back to wrestling. Um,
2: <laughs> Chick-fil-A podcast, let's go.
1: The uh, So Tony Khan needs someone that's going to be representing in the back right because i in my opinion i don't think a wrestler uh that is wrestling uh in the promotion should be handling anything in the back like a leader
2: that's i was gonna bring that up at some point after this i don't think there should be evps that are active wrestlers anymore Mm -hmm. it's it's like being a booker it's like booking but also wrestling
3: like that's an old school thing that clearly never worked it's a it's a pitfall
0: yeah
1: and it, he need tony khan needs to be a boss it seems like from this point on we'll see if that happens um we'll see he stripped the titles so a lot of people uh, i heard there was a lot of pissed off people that he he stripped the titles off of uh, the elite uh, i mean in reality it needed to happen because if he if they Oh boy if they didn't if they stripped it off of punk and then left it on them it would be fucking nuclear again uh, Punk would just run his mount. Yeah, had,
2: uh, had to do the shotgun effect. Well, and
3: that, and I'll, <laughs> I'll jump to this. People are fucking smooth brains. So they don't realize it, when you have an asshole that it gets in some altercation like this in a in a business setting, and then says, I'll, "I'll fucking sue you." Like you are now walking on eggshells. Like I actually liked it. I think it was a good power move on on Tony's end to say, you know what we're going to deal with the legal thing. We're going to set everything aside, but we're putting everything you do on ice. And he is proving to everyone right there. You, you're, you're not needed. The company is going to move on without you, mm-hmm. like, I can it's run working. and do everything else. It's working. Hell yeah. The last two episodes of dynamite have been the best of, like so far in this past year.
1: And they're so, hitting content millions by the way. Yeah. Like the, the last two weeks has been a million people watching. So mm-hmm.
2: they're number one last night, 1.1 something, uh, last night too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I think my feelings just got the better of me because I was leaning toward towards punk. I was like, yeah, that's bullshit what they're doing because, you know, if they are whispering to the dirt sheets and maybe maybe it is true, maybe CM Punk was being like, Tony Khan, you need to move that fucking Scott Colton. guy. I don't like him and his mother, Um, so he needs to be an ROH or something that I mean, that could happen because now I believe it sometimes now because all the stories that you hear about CM Punk being a fucking bitch. You know, maybe he did go to Tony's like, I'm not going to wrestle for you if you have him around here. And maybe that, maybe Paige and the elite caught wind of that. And that's why they did leak it. They, but again, EVPS should not be causing this drama, period, and should not be causing drama with other wrestlers as well. Um, well and, but and here's the
3: thing, though. Like, how do you know that they leaked anything? That's, that's the problem is like, and that's where all this dirt sheet is. is like, they're letting, they're letting like the wrestling TMZ, like decide and dictate what's happening in their, their backstage, which is bullshit. I'm saying it in a greater sense, like that, that shouldn't there, you shouldn't allow the dirt sheet stuff to be dictating what decisions you're making in backstage because whether it's true or not, if it's, if it's true, they shut it down. And my argument with that is when, um, Anything else remotely like this was happening Um, during the pandemic. There was a situation where um, there—I think it was like a former NXT wrestler that got brought over to kind of audition and do some dark stuff—came over and and uh, and worked with uh, them. And apparently, there was reports that that person leaked information back to NXT or leaked information to them about matches they were going to do and spoiled results and stuff ahead of time like before it happened and jericho and some of the other uh leaders in the locker room they shut that shit down real quick and were like yeah this motherfucker here ratted on everything and is doing this and they kicked him out he's just like blackballed from the company Mm. like they were very quick to like shut shit like that down so that's what makes me think like the the dirt sheet stuff is, is getting rampant. It's like, well, who's actually saying anything? It, or are they at all? Or is someone just making it up and then people are just letting information that's just flying loosely get the better of them? And, and that's what makes it so hard because I don't know what's true. I mean, it, it totally could be possible people are leaking stuff, but what do they have to the benefit by leaking random shit like this? They're just hurting their own company. So from a money standpoint, it makes no sense at all. This is the situation.
1: Like, what? There's nothing good to come out of that. So... Here's what here's what I think. You strip the EVPs, right? Mm-hmm. You give it to people that are in the back that are our coaches, and that could be really good benefit for as an EVP. First mm-hmm. person comes to mind: Jerry Lynn. He's there. Dean Malenko. He's there. Regal. Mar- Regal. Mark Henry. Even Big Show, if you want to get put him in there. Pat Buck. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that guy is. Pat yeah. Pat Buck. Uh, it's it's like that's that should be the smartest move because yeah, they understand because they're teaching these young kids how to wrestle. So they understand he they, they're the ones that actually understand what they're going through as far as wrestlers, because they teach them up the old way and they know what the crowd likes today, which is all that flippy do stuff. Yeah. And and here's the
3: hot one you know who i want to see go through this i want dustin rhodes to have a retirement match like he loses a career match and has to retire mm-hmm. and they use that and they put him as an evp back there because he's got a big part in like trying to train the women and stuff too and he's already a big part of that and goodness if people if were going to learn from anybody that man has lived the fucking road like he he has had quite the career and a bunch of highs and lows like so he would be set to help with that right
2: yeah, he's got life experience, he's got business experience.
1: Yeah, because imagine, let's say if those guys that we just named were EVPs, right? And CM Punk did this shit. Now, do you think this fight would break out? They'd probably, all those EVPs, be like in the back there saying, Hey, don't do this shit, you're going to fucking ruin your career, and you're fucking putting the business uh, you know, down by doing this. And it it would have went straight – like, that's what the EVPs like Kenny Omega and the Bucks did wrong is they had these titles, but they also had that fucking ego of hearing, you know, the the line EVPs can't fucking manage a target, which I thought was funny. But, like, to them, their their egos and their anger, which their anger – (laughs) <laughs> Their anger is justified because if they weren't EVPs, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd probably get in Punk's face and be like, "What the fuck are you doing, you, you piece of shit!" But no, mm-hmm. they they are EVPs. They are part of the company and they have to act professional in a business way. And they weren't, and that's where they went wrong. They put well, them. They, well, they either, were they
3: though? again? What report are you reading? Because the report that uh, again, depending on which report you're reading. Dictates what how you go with that because there's another report stating that they they did exactly what you'd expect an EVP to do, which would be go to that person with your legal team, and and go and try to talk to that person and find out what happened.
1: Alright? Uh, yeah, well, what I'm saying is whether CM Punk walked into the room, whether it was vice versa, whether they were in some situation. They should have just not been in the same room, period. Because listen, they were hot. That's
3: fair. That's fair. No, you're yeah. you're right. And, and again, that's I think it's where it got heated and it, it blew up yeah. and stuff. But according to the reports that they were there, they didn't go in heated. They went in trying to get him to open the door, and and knocked, and they they were cursed at and 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 sent out whatever, and then they they were you know, trying to get in and get to the door. And when they opened it, the moment they opened it, they were just immediately swung at. So then, and again, I'm, I'm looking at it from the other side of like what, whatever take is, is there. I don't know if this is true or not, but cause I've read the side that you, you've talked about where they're like, they, they like pushed the door in and, and kicked it in. And he's like actively getting treated over his wound. And, you know, Larry's there. And I guess a steel's wife is hurt. And, to the corner so then there's like all this stuff and they come in all angry and are throwing things so then uh Punk's trying to keep them from doing anything and he's like well if, if they're going to come in like this I'm defending myself and he takes the shot so like those are two very different accounts and that, that's what all this that's the problem with all this this is, this is like high school bullshit mm-hmm. right the
2: melodrama the Bucks trying to produce their match happened in real life <laughs>
3: Yeah, as Christian Cage would say, uh, at, they outworked everyone. They, they outworked they, themselves. They worked, they, themselves, they, through a to, <laughs> worked <laughs> themselves through shoot. Work themselves through shoot. Poop, brother.
2: Hh.
1: And why? Uh, is, love. Why is everybody still around in, in the back at fucking two a.m. in the morning?
2: Because it's fucking scrums. Go home. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Go home. Quit doing the yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah,
3: that, and this is exactly why they they don't do these big things in WWE. Hmm. And right. I get, now to be fair, I know why they do the media scrums, and and I, from Tony Khan's perspective, it makes a lot of sense because he runs two other businesses for for actual sports teams, and in other sports, after an event, you hold a, a media scrum or a you know a press conference Scrimge. after, uh, and then uh, and that's also the same thing with like MMA, a big fight feel like you, if you're trying to emulate a combat sport. Um, MMA. They hold these press conferences before and after, and do all these things. It makes sense, but you don't need it, and you need to cut the shit out because you never want anything like this to happen again. You can't rely on people to do it. and You clearly can't rely on yourself because you went deer in headlights with the fucking water bottle in your face for for an hour. Or
1: so, I think if if they do media scrums, I think Suck every. All. If I was Tony, I would have every wrestler. Sign a new contract with a section that says in media scrums, if you bury the company, you get fucking fined this amount of mo- money. And that's the only way I could see them doing that. But in my opinion, Tony, don't do it. Uh, if anything, do it in the beginning, in the paper, uh, p- before the pay-per-view. Because if there's any anim- animosity that like gets grown that's within the match, it might look good in the ring later on.
3: Is, let me ask this: Is is in the the state of Florida? Is is the state of Florida an at will state? Like, can you be fired at will?
1: Uh, I believe or so. Are yeah, other
3: labor protections. Uh, well, in they're... certain states are like that, but like, and maybe it doesn't work this way because their company where they travel and stuff. But he could easily have something that's a clause within his own company that shows, like, if at any point, you know, you were to do anything to break from code of ethics or behavior then then i have the right to fine you suspend you fire you and that's it there's not any legal repercussion for that the
1: the problem is is like because wrestling it borders the line of that fakeness you know where is it a shoot brother or is it not a shoot they Mm -hmm. could just turn around be like i was just you know shooting brother Mm.
3: Um, well i guess the other thing that's a problem too is like again you're you're not a full contracted worker. You're still an independent contractor.
1: Mm-hmm. And they uh, could they could sue for damages because like if they out of a blue, where he's like you're fired now, and then you're just like it's only been like a couple of months, and you only made what like two hundred grand, and then the rest is like somehow gone, or maybe the, given the rest of the five million, whatever. Well, but I
2: mean, the way WWE does it is they, at any point they could just choose to release you from your contract.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: well, that's
3: what I'm saying. Like you would just. You'd have to sign it in a way that like says, you know what, we can just fire you for whatever reason. If I if I wake up one day and say, you know what, your mustache is fucking ugly, and I, I'm you're fired. Like, uh, you know, we wish you luck on your future endeavors. Here's ninety days. Like that's like that's actually a, again, people look at it as a shitty way, but then the, here's the other side of it. Like, well, if you give too many freedoms when you're running a company like this and you can't control it well, then people can run wild and and ruin your your fucking company. So you have to have some protections. I mean, don't go full scummy on it and, and you know, pull bullshit, but um, there needs to be checks and balances.
0: Mm. Yeah. I Man. Honestly,
3: I think I would just get rid of the scrums or just have Tony do them. Like, Tony can do the scrum and answer questions all the same. Just don't, just don't have them anymore. People can interview the next day after and do all the same other shit they do when they go on podcasts and talk you don't need to have this media scrum late night like this and, and
1: Tony just wants to do the new Japan thing, you know, when they have the, you know, like how Hulk Hogan remember when he was like going crazy in the back and shit with the Mm -hmm. the reporters.
3: Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's the whole emulation of of other sports and stuff, but it's like, you got to look at risk and benefit. Like what, what do you actually gain? Does your, does your media scrum actually give you anything beneficial?
2: No, it gets, it strokes his ego a little bit, I think.
3: No. Yeah, but if it doesn't do anything for your company, your bottom line, yeah. and but it risks doing all like think of it like again, there are some silver linings to what's happened with the company, but looking at his bottom line, like how much did this media scrum cost him? And the answer is like we won't know how much it'll cost him because we don't know where this is gonna go yet. If it gets ugly and gets goes to court and all that, it's like, was it really worth it? No. Probably not. You definitely don't need it. Like it's not elevated. Like you didn't suddenly put more butts and seats or have or increase your viewership by having no. media scrum. Nobody gives a fuck about that.
2: They tried to do they it. tried to do fucking angles off the backs of those too, and I don't think it ever really, you know, reciprocated anything. Like the the recent one they just tried was with fucking Danny Garcia and fucking Yuta and yeah. it didn't do shit. Yeah, and, I
3: guess, and what would be the difference in doing that versus that person waking up the next morning and going on a radio show or a podcast and doing the exact same c- promo they cut? Like to me, like it logically makes no sense. And it again, now you've clearly shown what the downfall of it is. Yeah, it doesn't. You don't get a benefit from it. Like, uh, well, he, stupid.
1: Let's take the sh- like the whole same punk, punk shoot out of the way. Let's say if it was like a work in a way, right? take away these media scrums and have them do all, all these like big podcasts or something like that where you go like on Joe Rogan and 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 uh CM Punk is like man I just you know I felt like coming back into business and then I'm fighting with these fucking children and stuff but yeah. like in a, in a in a shooting way then you could be like oh fuck did you hear what CM Punk said on Joe Rogan and then you like then you see like the elite talking shit on I don't know uh fucking what's another podcast
3: busted opens the biggest wrestling one
1: yes yeah, right.
3: yeah yeah i mean tony actually already has good connections with them anyway hell mark henry is one of the, the hosts mm-hmm. like that's that's where you do it like that do that you're helping out the, the their business anyway by getting them content to talk about and and having them involved in those angles i I totally think that is the way to to go about this. You have no reason to do it right then and there. Whenever uh, things can be a total shoot, um, I, I don't know. It, it it's just a hot hot mess. Um, well, funny enough, I'll, he said it, but T. Uh, M. Punk tripped over his own dick. <laughs>
2: Whoa. I
1: I want to say one thing about Tony. I I, I know I said it before. But he needs to stop being the friend. I think at this point, he needs to either, A, hire someone that's going to be like the good guy in a way. And if you need something, the good guy will talk to Tony. And that's how I'll communicate with you. Just to show that, like, hey, I'm I'm done being your friend. This is all about business now. He needs to um, hire
2: Bill lot. He needs to hire somebody that's going to fucking bully him and keep, like, a gun in his desk back there. And <laughs> fucking hey, scare uh, he does need some. He does. He needs better
3: help in the system. He really does. I don't know if he needs all that, but, uh,
0: <laughs> but here's here's the way to look more, at it though. <laughs>
3: thankfully, thankfully, wrestling isn't. again, I want to say this the wrong way. People are gonna be like, oh, "I would hate the stupid show." Wrestling is not a real sport, thankfully, because if oh, I know right, shock. But in terms of in terms of the sport, the problem is if you look at Tony's track record the teams that, you know, his dad owns and he, he helps with like the management of the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> absolute dog shit. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, I can't remember the name of the, the, the soccer team, their dogs, the dog shit. Like oh, man. they're Things not like, they're not good at all. And they're not competitive and it's a bit of a mess. And it's, pr- it's more just exploitive. So they just make the money that they, they can make, and that's it. Thankfully, it, that's wrestling's not like that. Wrestling is is more performance art than it is anything else. So you can get away with this, but the management side in the back is still important, and they have, they don't have it in the other side either. So it's not not surprising to me that that Tony's having the same trouble. The difference is, I think Tony would be willing to change and do what he needs to do to help because he's a wrestling fan at heart, and that mm-hmm. matters. I think that goes a long way to his credit.
1: Yeah, well, we've already seen two weeks in a row. Um, it's been a, a breath of fresh air um, lately or going back, at, like you said, back to the, uh, you know, the good days when it first started. And that, that's how it feels like in AEW now. So maybe maybe he turns around. But Tony Khan, stop being friends with your business partners, essentially.
3: Stop hugging your property.
1: Yes. But uh, anything yeah. else? What?
3: I was going to say don't hug your assets. You don't. You don't hug the assets. Well,
1: it's like Scarface. Don't get high on your own supply. It's yeah. True. <laughs> don't be telling
2: Tony that. You'll break his heart. Yeah. <laughs> He's like,
3: but I, but I made these white claws.
2: <laughs> I snorted this cocaine.
1: <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> I, sm- I snorted this cocaine, Gen A. Um. So, do you think the Bucks could kick CM Punk's ass, like one of them,
2: or like, or if they both did it, do you think they could take him? Or do you think Kenny Omega kicks CM Punk's ass with like the little pinball flipper el- elbows he throws? So, do you think Bobby Fish could kick CM Punk's ass?
3: Bobby Fish, Bobby Fish would actually hurt CM Punk. I'd be worried about that. Like, shoot, I think he might actually be crazy. I think he'd hurt him. Kenny Omega, I'm not really sure. Kenny Omega kind of has that look like he has the physique of someone who's like an absolute beast, an athlete, but like would take a punch to the face and then just like fall apart. Like, yeah, you see someone like a boxer that's just like shredded, but he just looks like he has no chin. Yeah. That's kind of how I take it. So, like, I think CM Punk might get one good punch and actually knock him out. Hey, but what happened? Did I get hit by an octopus? What? what what? I think I got hit eight times. Did you see that? Uh <laughs> You know. So I think it's what would happen there, and then the Bucks. Um, Nick uh, Nick Jackson could take him, but he needs Matt to get hit first, and Matt would have to spend the rest of the time selling his back.
2: Oh yeah, he's the one with the bad back.
3: Yeah, he said. Well, I, I who knows if he actually has a bad back? He just sells it all the time.
2: He has a Shawn Michaels bad back.
3: Yeah. yeah, you can see the smile is lost. Yeah,
1: what were you gonna say, Dubs? Um. With fucking Kenny Omega, like, you gotta imagine, like, even if he couldn't beat CM Punk, his nerd anime rage would kick in, and pretty much probably kill CM Punk. And because, imagine imagine a nerd, imagine, like, a nerd, like, a person that's not even built, but he is built, and he fucking, (laughs) he goes you know, Dragon Ball, and fucking goes nuts on, uh, you know, CM Punk. CM Punk's done, dude. It's a Kame, whatever.
3: It's like the real-world equivalent of, like, the kid that, like, beat you in Call of Duty, so the other guy, like, flies to <laughs> that guy's fucking house and
2: kills him for it. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're doing a thing. Who, who can kick CM Punk's ass? I'm looking at the AEW <laughs> roster page. Oh, I'm boy. I'm going to throw <laughs> names out. You have to be real. Be serious about it. Shoot fights, these are these are not works. Shoot fights. Who takes the punk? Everybody likes to make fun of Punk and the fact that he lost in the UFC, but hey, that has to be said. He did get some training and he he might be able to knock somebody out possibly or do something. So you gotta keep that in mind. So here we go. Adam Cole. Do you think Adam Cole could beat C Punk's Puck's ass?
3: No.
1: No.
2: No. Okay, we're all unanimous on that one.
3: I think, he, I think he'd actually try to kick him, like he was actually hitting him with a super kick, and then he realized, oh, wait, that actually, that doesn't hurt him. My Adam, legs
2: are made of noodles. Yeah, you, know, you need to get on the gunpowder. You need to get on the HGH. You need to do something. <laughs> he, yeah.
1: he, he'd he hit him with the fake super kick, and then he'd think about all the Halo games, and then he'd die. Bro.
2: How do you feel about that? You you dog on Halo so much, and it seems like that's all he plays.
1: Well, he does. That's all he he, he he's getting into PlayStation games now. But
2: oh, okay, so he's getting over it. <laughs> yep. Okay, let me go down here. Billy Gunn, do you think Billy Gunn could beat CM Punk's ass? Oh my yes. god,
3: Billy <laughs> Billy Gunn, Billy Gunn would floss his ass cheeks with C- CM Punk. Well, you saw him. Billy Gunn's fucking massive. He's like 6'5", and he's just made of fucking center blocks.
2: Billy Gunn's practically a giant in that company, even when he's like old, and he's probably shrank a few inches now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Billy Gunn's fucking left leg is larger than CM Punk's entire body, so yes. (laughs) Yes, Billy Gunn, without a doubt, would, would, would be his ass.
2: Okay, Dubs, you don't... Yeah?
1: But well, no, I said yeah, totally.
2: Okay. I'm just saying like yeah, totally, okay. Yeah, we'll try and make it interesting. Do you think? Do you think Jamie Hader could beat CM Punk's ass?
1: Um,
2: I think she's stronger than him. I think I'm, per- I'm pretty sure she's stronger than him.
3: I don't know, like her background. Does she have any? Does she have any MMA training?
2: I don't think so, but I think I, I'm. For a shoot, I think she's stronger than he is.
3: <laughs> yeah, I believe it.
2: I I'll give it to her.
1: I say mid. I don't know.
2: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, because right. I'm yeah. not. I'm not one of those people. Like, man, women could totally take men. That's why I was selective. I tried to pick somebody I thought that maybe right. could. I, do I believe some...
3: it. I believe in that ass. I, I believe in it. I'm sold ever since that that guy that was like all about all about Jamie Hader. And also, I don't know if you saw her last night. She looked really good last night.
2: Yes, she did. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, that's that's the all-elite ass right there.
2: Okay. I mean, no, I'm not even going to pick. Everybody's going to agree. Wait, Do you what, think... oh, I want to hear no, it. Right. Oh, it was Wardlow. I was just looking at Wardlow.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? I don't know, because even though he looks big, he could be one of those big guys that just don't know how to fucking fight. I mean, CM Punk knows some moves.
3: That's, that's actually that's, true. Actually, yeah. I I think yeah, I was actually gonna say I, I think Punk might be able to take him, or at least put a much closer fight. Like Wardlow's really big, but but he's all he's just muscle. He's actually not that tall. I think Punk actually might be taller than than Wardlow.
2: Do you think Sting could beat CM Punk's ass? Oh,
3: um, okay, important question. Does Sting have his chest protector on?
1: What, no, the Gold, Goldberg
3: one. No, like the just the one he's wearing like in wrestling matches. Now. Oh so he, man, he's just bareback.
2: Has he been wearing a chest protector this whole time? Yeah,
3: that's why he's, that's why he wears the stuff he does. He's got padding on.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought he just wore a big shirt because he's maybe he got a little bit of belly now. Oh, no, no, he's
3: wearing like padding. That's, why it's, that's what's allowing it. He's basically like that guy that like put on that like made that bear fucking armor and then did all those videos where he's like rolling off fucking heels and getting
2: hit by car. <laughs> now I understand this. Now, now I know why Sting can <laughs> take all this punishment. That guy's smart. <laughs> yeah. It's actually fucking brilliant. It's
3: like, oh, that's actually really cool. They should put everyone else in these things and let him jump off of shit.
2: See, this isn't a total waste of time. I learned something about how Sting can, can still go. Oh, you think if Ric
1: that? Flair was in that, one of those things, he'd, uh, he'd fucking <laughs> look. No. I think
2: Ric Flair's chances of dying
1: <laughs> would
0: increase.
1: Ric Flair, <laughs> the problem with Ric
2: Flair is internally he's just shot. <laughs> yeah, the problem is Ric Flair would wear that, and in
3: in, like, true sense of, like, I'm wearing a suit of armor so I'm invincible, he would take it way too far, and he would die. So, uh... Wow. <laughs> yeah, there'd be some weird, like, incompatibility with, like, the metal or something, and then, like, his pacemaker, and it'd fucking fail. Whoa! Uh, oh, yeah. You know.
1: I guess we, we... When you say fight with CM Punk, is that, like, a sanctioned fight, or are we talking about, like, it's just like in, a in the
2: altercation. street? Oh, shit. Like, so, Sting would not have his chest protector bullshit on, probably. Because if he's just walking around backstage, you know... I I'm I'm gonna say... I, I th- I'm still gonna stick with
3: Sting. I'm I'm a st- I'm a stanger for life. So uh, Sting would take him. I think I think Sting would take him, uh, because he's he's just been around the block a little too much, it's a little too long. He knows he knows how to handle himself.
2: He knows some things.
3: What do you think? He knows John? some things.
1: I think Sting would beat him like a father. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that was good because like any. <laughs> Because any other guy, like, Billy Gunn is just, you know, because uh, when you always think of Billy Gunn, you think of an outlaw Billy Gunn, uh, Mr. Ass, and all that stuff. So I can't see him beating the shit out of fucking CM Punk like a father, but I can totally see Sting beat up fucking CM Punk like a father.
3: Yeah, Billy Gunn's going to beat him up like a big brother.
1: Yeah. And I think Punk would hesitate, you know, punching uh sting like a uh, 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 sting like legend, uh, a legend like sting, <laughs> and uh, oh shit! Oh, yeah. So like, I think that's how Sting could win because he's got he's an ancestor. He's a legend. He, <laughs> yeah, I'm calling him fucking old everybody. He's old. all right. Uh, so here, old, here, here's the real
3: question: We're going to win, loss, or, or draw, whatever. Does the Sing the Sting Shoot no sell CM Punk's punches. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> because like I've been more and more surprised. Like I've he's taken some nasty fucking chair shots and just stood right up and been like, Yeah? You yeah, want me? He has. Fucking what? Like, I'm like, holy shit, that that fucking hurt. He just no sells it. That's and the I'm power like, of God, brother. It protected yeah.
2: him from that chair shot. <laughs>
3: and, and also that fucking the, the chest and back protector, but yeah,
2: that, that <laughs> fucking, that bear armor. Yeah, I know, because nobody can take a fucking headshot anymore, because everybody's a pussy, or they don't know how to do it right. I'm going to find that H- video now and send it to you guys. You uh, think Hulk
1: Hogan is pissed? Like, man, if I would have never sent the N-word, I would have got that chest protector and been bit of, bit of going to another title, my <laughs> brother? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I it,
2: thought
3: I could say it. Booker Booker called me one. I thought I was cool. I thought it was, I thought I was cool, cool, brother. I thought I had the
2: pass. I don't I know. know. Yeah, it, it, that's that. That's that alternate reality where MTV still plays music. Hulk Hogan didn't say the word. <laughs> it didn't get out. <laughs> How about Hangnail Adam Page? Do you think Hangnail Adam Page can take? No.
1: CM I listen. He talks about cowboy shit. Yeah. He, and again, I'm a fat guy and all that stuff, but I, I don't think he's tough. I think he's all like a uh, model cowboy tough. And that's not tough. He's a gimmick,
3: not not real.
1: Yeah. He,
3: you guys need to look into his shit. He, he, he's like a fucking champion amateur boxer. Really? Yeah, he'd beat his ass. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, so he has, he has a, uh, he has a background in boxing and he was also a, I can't remember if it well, what type of it he taught, but he, he was before he went to wrestling, he was a high school teacher. Like the area that I, I lived in when I trained, uh, uh, for residency, he lived in a small town off of that. So like, we would actually get kids if they got transferred from like their local hospital to where we were that he was like that high school's like graphic design teacher, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, but he like, would like his, basically what he did was he did graphic design, like, or, you know, taught like a high school, he's a high school teacher, but then his, um, his uh, nights were basically going and and working like real fights, but then also like wrestling. Like he just like spent his time like doing three different careers and then eventually moved out of one. Cause it's like, I can't feasibly do both of these like physical issues, like things. And I, you know, and then like boxing with the way of like the MMA stuff, it's harder and harder to do smaller uh, things with, with boxing. And, and then you, yeah, now you have the, uh, the wrestling thing that he he actually like got a good break on he wasn't just doing indie shit only and he took his shot and went to ring of honor and there that's it like, is i don't
2: know that why doesn't he incorporate his
3: boxing shit in his his stuff i don't know well he, i mean he kind of does but he focuses more on the grappling part i think but it, it, maybe that's because in order to do that like and think of it this way like think about all the great boxers we've seen like you could like Mike Tyson is a good example of this. Mike Pot- Tyson does not throw a good worked
2: punch. It's because oh, no. he, yeah, know he knows saying. how to
3: murder you. So like, it's like okay, I get it. He stays away from that.
2: You think but, he yeah. had so much time as a wrestler though, he figured out he could how he could do that.
3: Possibly. I would. I'll say this: if you watch, I mean, his punch is way better than Moxley's.
2: I'll watch next time I see him. I guess.
3: Yeah, well, again, it's not saying a whole lot. We've already talked about it. Moxley's punches are kind of shit sometimes. So.
2: Yeah, there's no consistency at all.
3: It, it, uh, Taz. What? Well, um, yeah. Now, now or in his is prime? Right well, now.
2: No, well, in his prime, he I mean, would fucking eat CM Punk and shit him out. Like, <laughs> you know, that little Wolverine motherfucker would. Okay,
3: uh, yeah, I think he could still take him. He I, think, he, I think he let him like he he goad CM Punk into doing something, and then he would use his momentum against him and just
2: put him in a fucking choke. That's that's what I think. I'm trying to trying to find somebody that's questionable.
1: Oh, I got one. It's a joke. One, Luigi Primo. Who would win?
2: I mean, that guy's like a Auschwitz survivor. I don't think he could fucking beat CM Punk. You can put it looks <laughs> <in the> d- <laughs> like you always a fifty. <laughs> I
3: like that you said that, I immediately knew what you went, and I went to a dark place and just realized that uh, there actually is a weight class below flyweight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Auschwitz. I need I need someone to win the Auschwitz championship. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking terrible. Uh, uh, I bought my my ticket to hell. Cash yeah, for look- money in the bank.
1: Luigi Luigi can put the dough on uh, CM Punk's face and then stab him.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> fucking stab him with
2: scissors Then he'll get fucking he'll he'll the beam will kick in. And he didn't want that because he's supposed to be straight edge, so he'll get pissed. hmm Throw him off. How about how about Sammy Guevara?
1: Sam Punk. I
2: think Sam Punk.
3: Yeah, I think Punk would take him, too. I, I I don't know Sammy's background
2: as much. He just comes off like a prissy <sighs> little Gen Z kid, though.
3: Yeah, he does. He comes off as a, a shitty, flippy dude. Uh... Andrade. Oh, Andrade. Andrade. Andrade
2: beat his ass. Andrade's got
3: uh, after uh, I... training.
2: Yeah, he does. I forgot about that. But I'm still, when I saw him in real life, I was like, God damn, he's a lot bigger than what I thought he was in real oh life. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is. Him and oh, remember we were talking about fucking uh,
3: what? What were we calling him? The White Bronco, Tiny Bronco, Tiny Bronco. Fucking Jack, motherfucker, with like back and shit. Like very no. clearly is
2: juicing. <laughs> He's See, not even gonna... you're not testing. Fuck it. Come on, Adam. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm not gonna. No. No. Penta L zero. Magenta. Metroid Prime. <laughs> what? <or> Pena, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is
3: now. <laughs> he's like Penta Super Castlevania four. <laughs> <his name> <laughs> um, I'd like to say that he would, but I I actually don't know for his training either if he don't would know. or not either. But yeah, he's, he's also I'm gonna stick to racial stereotypes like he seems kinda crazy. His crazy Mexicans are dirty fighters, so he is the yeah. crazy
2: one out of the two. I mean like he, you know. Yeah.
3: I'll give it to him. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say he takes him. You think, Gobs? I don't
1: think so. You don't think I, so? yeah, I I'll yeah, I'll I keep know. it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with I don't know.
3: I mean, I know it's it's it was probably all work stuff, but when he was in Lucha Underground, he did some really demented shit uh, to some people. But again, that's that was like wrestling and telenovelas mixed together. You talk about melodrama. <laughs> yeah. He was like a weird, like possessed demon king from hell or some shit when he was the fucking champion and shit. Uh, Weird, weird fucking show. Here's here's an interesting one, Brian Danielson. Oh my god, Brian Danielson would tie him up in a fucking pretzel.
1: Yeah, he actually knows how to do those moves and execute it like well. So
2: okay, okay, not as interesting as I thought. I agree. By the way, I, I wasn't sure. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue that. Brian Daniels, would
3: probably think most people in that locker room
2: is a shoot, brother, yeah. Mr. Brody Lee Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a joke one in. Yeah, uh, I think he well, might weigh as much as Luigi Primo. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> oh my God, connect that... Hey Tony Khan, if you're listening, Rampage, since uh-huh. you're doing nothing. Fucking Primo versus fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh,
3: Brody uh, Lee Jr. for the All Offswits yeah. Championship. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had to hide my face. I'm so ashamed.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, it's <that's> good. <laughs> Don't be ashamed. That was
3: fun. Oh, goodness. The winner gets to have dinner.
2: How about Chris Jericho? <laughs> the winner gets to have dinner? <laughs> is
0: something for me. It's like a second. <laughs> <Damn.
2: laughs> That's great. We're back I, to the Hunger Games jokes. I, I, <laughs> I, I, do, you, do you think Chris Jericho could take Pog?
3: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Uh, he's had he's had different types of training uh, as well. I mean, again, his wrestling. I don't think he shows it as much, but um, cocaine wins. He's talked about the jujitsu training that he's had. And, and I think time and time again, Chris Jericho's had some pretty big fucking balls backstage like that. That whole thing about him uh, at SummerSlam, whenever uh, Orton got uh, busted open hard way by, by, uh, by Lesnar. And he didn't realize that was the plan. He thought he just went into business for himself. He was like, yeah, I was back there. I was going to kick him in the fucking nuts and bite his nose off. And then, you know what? I'd fight him. And even if he tried to kill me, you know what? Well, he wouldn't have a fucking nose. Mm. Like, I guess still- what he said in the interview, I was like,
2: you're, you're crazy. I, I remember that when he took Goldberg down too, uh, mm-hmm. he, he stretched him.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. He, stretched, he, stretched, he stretched goldberg and goldberg is substantially stronger than punk i yeah i i think uh knowing everything he's had in his career especially the shape he's in right now you'd ask me like jericho from like eighteen months ago i'd i maybe had to question it a little bit like yeah he's gonna like sit on him and rub his belly on him or something but but
2: yeah this
3: version lionheart jericho's got him
2: we we all agree
1: Mm -hmm. Any Jericho, in my opinion. Even Fat One. Even Fat Jericho.
2: (laughs) Damn. You might be right. Yeah. He might still get him, yeah. How about our boy Max Caster?
1: No. He's big, but again, with these new wrestlers, like back then, like... even though the the back room was all about, like, bullying and shit and all that crap that was happening, and it still probably happens. They they are, like, are grown to be crazy, some of the wrestlers, where they get to the point where they are like Chris Benoit, I guess, uh, <laughs> where the intensity is there. And there was, like, other wrestlers that were like that. Eddie Guerrero was, had a lot of intensity. I mean, he didn't go kill his family, but he died. Uh, all so
3: he, <laughs> he, he died before he could murder his family. Yeah, that's why we have Dominic now.
1: Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, but I don't know. Max Caster just looks like he's a big dude, but I don't don't I don't think he knows how to fight. That's I don't.
3: True. Yeah, I don't know his training. Yeah, that that's what makes it hard. I don't know what his training background is, so it's kind of hard to know. But um, given how he moves, yeah. I, I, as much as I hate it, because his elbow drop is better than Punk's, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Punk's got him.
2: Scott Colton. <laughs> How about Scott
1: Colton himself? Before, before he uh, did discovery on his mom's bank, or after, or after the scrum, I mean.
3: Oh after. yeah, we're. We're already here. I think Scott Colton doesn't even fight him. I think Scott Colton's gonna take a fucking gun that he you he bought with the the money from his mom's bank
2: account and shoot him. <laughs> I'm looking so, at his, his 2022 overall. And he's 0 and three. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Scott Colton wins by fatality. Damn. All right.
3: It's like shoot we're it's doing so. celebrity death match. That's that's where we're at now. <laughs> he fucking shoots him in the ring. How about Murder. Daddy Magic, Matt Menard? Daddy Matt.
2: Oh, yeah, Daddy Magic's got him. I, like, I wouldn't go against those eyes. <laughs> he looks crazy. T- he looks like what Dub was talking about earlier. It looks like that guy's kind of crazy for real.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want a
2: taste? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crazy, how about Eddie Kingston?
1: Oh, Eddie, Eddie would kill... CM Punk. I think a, he
2: wants to kill CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: And I don't think Eddie would do it in a conventional way. Eddie Eddie's the type of person that would stab him with a fucking ballpoint pen and until he dies. Like, yeah.
1: Oh, Legitimately no. like This is what would happen. Um he'd be like, Yo, Punk, I know this good muffin shop in New York. Come over here on fucking Steinway Street, get on the get on the bus, and then he like yeah, I'll meet you at the bakery shop, but in the fucking train is all his fucking gangster, fucking, I don't know, Latin kings in the fucking New York just start fucking stabbing CM Punk. That's what would happen.
2: Damn, bro. No, I think that's that's too obvious.
1: I sounded like Conan for a second trying to fucking stumble through a sentence, my bad.
2: <laughs> I was going to say Malachi Black, but I think we all know he can kick his ass. Oh, yeah, Malachi Black has had some
3: pretty extensive training. Actually, Malachi trained Punk. Malachi really? was one of the... Yeah, Malachi was one of the guys that worked with him and helped train him when he was getting ready for the NMMA. Yeah, oh, wow. there's, like, a little good thing after. they. Sh- it shows them both, like... It's of them both, like, in an octagon, uh, and they were both sitting there, like, uh, meditating. And I've never seen anything about it after. Yeah, he there was, like, a, a small group of them, and he, he worked with them. So... So yeah, Malachi would whoop his ass. If people don't realize yeah. that Malachi's a black belt,
0: <laughs> like I, oh, I wouldn't fuck with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
3: that's what's so disappointing about his character is like he he can beat the shit out of so many people, and they they go that weird like spooky route, and then let him just fall into obscurity.
2: Hey, <laughs> Hate to showcase that better. Yeah. Um. How about Hook? Ooh. I want to say yes. <laughs> so
0: I, I feel I like too.
2: But... done some shit, and I feel like Hook has done some shit. I feel, I get that vibe. Yeah.
3: Well, he was. I mean, he's. Uh, um, I mean, clearly he's he's got good training and stuff, but I don't know if he knows any specific. Uh, martial arts, but goddamn, he looks like a fucking movie tie fighter when he comes out. Uh. But here's the thing with with Hook, and I know he's over and stuff. Hook is a lot smaller than people realize. Yeah, he's a really tiny guy.
1: With big hair, he's with tall, hair, his hair,
3: but, but he's only like a hundred and fifty pounds or a hundred sixty pounds or something like that. Well, he's a tiny guy. Um, I, you know what? I think this is the shocker one. I think Punk would 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 fucking rock. I think I think the very reason why Taz would win. In a fight with with Punk, is because he beats up Hook first, and then Taz like uh, and he take it. It's like the, it's like uh, in the fucking Karate Kid. Fucking kid gets beat up because he gets cocky, and then Miyagi has to come in and save his ass.
2: Here's a, here's a Dub's favorite Lance Archer.
1: Oh, Sam Punk.
2: Like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> We finally
3: got some
1: conflict,
3: here. Yeah, and then like, Is that because lol, Lance Archer loses? Is thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, Lance Archer would geek CM Punk through one of the fucking ceiling tiles. Uh, <laughs> you guys I remember don't... that? Whenever Lance Archer mattered, and he threw he threw a fucking jobber through a ceiling tile. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Wait>, what?
1: <laughs> I remember it.
3: Oh, that was so fucking funny. Yeah, he th- he picked up a guy in the back, was just mad. He, it was this thing. He'd run, and he'd just grab random people as he's walking by and like, beat him up. And he grabbed a guy, and he just threw him through the fucking ceiling tile. Wow. <laughs> was not supposed to happen, by the way. They talked about that on uh, Grilling JR. And like they were concerned for that guy's life because they were like, he was not supposed to go through that ceiling tile. He went a lot <laughs> higher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Lance Archer is a big guy. He is
3: he's yeah, he's like 6'8 or something. He's huge. Uh and Lance Archer would, would beat his ass. I don't even know if Lance Archer would throw a punch. I think he'd dick slap him until he was <laughs> unconscious.
2: I think he could take him, even though it's low Lance Archer loses. But you know what's funny about him? I'm looking at his, his career record. Mm-hmm. It's 53 and 13. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like every time we've seen him in a major match, he just fucking lost it.
3: Yeah, it's because they they did the thing at first where he had tons of squash matches, but then he just lost like the the big match when it came to it. But then after a while, when they just needed that heater, they relegated his squash matches to dark.
1: <laughs> and then they put him with Jake the Snake, and like sometimes the bean kicked in for Jake the Snake during his promos. And then I was like, "What is happening? What's going on? What man? is he talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I, I actually really like it toward the end there whenever he would like go into some really weird shit. And then Lance yeah. Archer would just get annoyed and I was like, listen you fucking fucking little hag with dementia. Stop fucking talking. And he would start beating people up because he got tired of listening to him ramble about nonsense.
2: Adam and Eve there was a snake and I was a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he was trying to say.
1: And I went on DDP yoga, and I'm back in my leather jacket here, AEW. Uh,
3: Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Kyle Kyle O'Reilly beat his ass. I know. Another another person with multiple belts uh, in training.
1: You agree, Dobbs? Uh, I agree. Christian Cage. Ooh. I don't know.
3: It depends on which one tears a muscle first.
2: Oh, damn. I can't help it. Now, Uh, I I think Punk's more injury prone than Christian. Uh, You know, I'd be worried that
3: Punk would fight dirty and would find a way like we're not talking fair fight necessarily. So I think Punk would find a way to hit him in the head and cuss him. I'm going to go for Punk.
2: I think Christian would outwork Punk and cause him to hurt himself. That's what I think would happen. Like he caused Punk to work himself into a shoot and fuck himself up
3: somehow. So Punk picks something up to swing and hit him in the head, but in doing so he tears his own
2: pack. Or it's like the classic chair spot where the guy swings the chair and it bounces off the ropes and he hits himself in the face. <laughs> like that. I could buy that. I-, I could buy that. Okay, one more. And I, picked the- I saved this one because I thought it would be fun. Miro.
1: <laughs> Miro.
3: <laughs> Miro.
1: Because you wanna know why? Why? Because he would be redeemed and God would go into his body and then he'd mention how his wife is more flexible than AJ. Um and then he'd he'd put him in a camel clutch and then his dick would be on top of CM Punk's head and he'd just tap really quickly.
2: Okay, I, I lied. There's one more I want to do. And I, I oh. totally forgot to do this one. All right,
1: are you ready? Well, what, Chaz, you, what do you think? Miro? Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Mean, I, I, I laughed when he said it. Yeah, he'd beat his
2: hmm. ass. I'm just trying to imagine Miro fighting that guy. It's, it's funny. <laughs> <Huh>. Nyla Rose.
1: <laughs> Nyla Rose, maybe. Yeah,
3: I, yeah. Yeah, now now rose's dick's bigger than CM Punk's. <laughs>
2: yeah, we have it. We have it here, folks. That's where we're ending the game.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, that was good. That
1: should, we should make it a segment, but like make it 10 wrestlers.
3: <laughs> Are we going to become one of those content things now? 10 wrestlers that could beat up CM Punk. Number, Number one, one, Jamie Hater. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you got to do it like that guy that does like the top 10 like number 1 and <laughs> Nyla Rose number 2 like you got to watch those videos it's annoying Nyla
3: Rose's left testicle no, I'm <laughs> <just
1: kidding. laughs> All right it's time to close it out guys if you uh for next uh getting some color we have double WC dubs we have uh WCW. September fourth and September eleventh of oh, nineteen
2: ninety three. Rest in peace. Rest in power.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Shit. Nine eleven. Ha. Sorry. <laughs> I just left like that. That was weird. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> eight years before people in nine 11 like September eleventh nineteen ninety three people weren't like, oh god, what's what's more than the shit that's gonna happen eight years
2: from now? People
3: are weird uh, about nine eleven. <laughs> they'll be
2: like, it's like they'll be like looking at media, you, you know, it's like they'll see Spider Man, you know, the first Spider Man. They're like, man, I just feels so weird. It's like, what do you? This shit. Are- <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't understand people. <laughs> like, just-
1: Nine Eleven. 11 Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, if you want to catch more of getting some color, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere. Uh, we're also on YouTube, so make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, we also do Big Trouble Podcast, and Nemesis Project, and uh, a podcast to per- uh, surpass Metal Gear. So, until next time, everybody, we'll get some color later. Peace.
2: Muffin bomb.